everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 302 for the week of April 19th, 2014. I'm your host, Chris Perza, here, here with my lovely wife, Anna Marie Privetier. Good morning. Not Anna Marie Newfeld, as I've made the mistake sometimes, and she has given me such crap for. Also here with us this morning from England, Alex Fuller. You're right, it's the 19th. It is the 19th, yes. Tomorrow's yep. 420. Let's stop. 420 in Easter, or as I've been told repeatedly on Twitch streams, praise it and then blaze it. Um, it's 24, not 420. Oh, 24? <laughs> okay, all right. Let's see. Um, all right, well, uh, we got a show. I'm sorry we weren't here last week. Anna Marie and I went and had the most worst weekend ever at Midwest Gaming Classic. <laughs> Anna, it was all your fault, so you tell them about it. I had beer spilled all over me, and it gave me the stomach flu. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if the beer actually <laughs> caused it, but we're blaming That's... the guy who spilled the beer on her. Yeah. Sounds, sounds reasonable. Well, uh, normally we go to the Midwest Gaming Classic, which is a show just outside of Milwaukee where it's all sorts of um, classic um, console games for sale, and then it has a massive ton of, like, playable pinball and arcade machines and all sorts of stuff but um yeah it's just it's dedicated to um to classic gaming and <sighs> friday night we ended up going to the brewers game where the brewers stomped on the pirates mm-hmm. it was good it was like one of the few brewer games we've been to where um you know the brewers win yeah actually i think it's the first game we went to where the brewers win How many have you been to? Um, four or five. Okay. That's not too bad. Unfortunately, the next morning, not only did the power go out in our hotel for like two hours, but I was extremely ill. We, uh, we figured they had um, plugged in too many pinball machines, but yeah. it turned out that like half the city went down, so yeah, it wasn't our hotel or anything. It wasn't the gaming convention, though I was, th- was hoping it was. So Midwest Gaming Classic this year, way bigger than previous years, um, to the point where they had to move a lot of stuff outside, um, and that includes all the vendors. So all the people trying to sell product had to go in a tent outside, um, which really sucks when it rains, which it did. <laughs> Fortunately, most of the tent did its job and kept the water off everywhere but um there are a couple holes here and there and it started um spreading on the on the ground inside the tent so you just had to make sure you didn't have anything on the ground anywhere except Um, most of the vendors keep boxes of extra stuff on the ground yeah so So that didn't work too good for them well yeah so it caused some drama some drama yeah it's it's just kind of one of those things that it's outgrown the hotel that it that it's in and Which is the Sheraton in Brookfield, Wisconsin, if you'd like to, to join us next year. Yeah, I think it's going to have to move as well, but um, oh, no announcements of that happening yet. But everyone I talk to agree, like, yeah, it's outgrown this hotel. It has outgrown this hotel. <laughs> because it's just crowded, like crowded in an uncomfortable sense. There are lots of choke points. So it's, it's starting to feel like packs in Seattle. As far as as far as uh, per capita space, without the nice handheld lounge, you know, come on, that's where you can always go to decompress. Oh, I guess you could decompress at the diversity lounges nowadays. Um, so 
lots of pinball at MGC. We didn't get to play any of it. Um, lots of games and console games. Like they just had stuff down the hallways. Just start playing Smash Brothers with people as you walk by these these things. Just two player games just set up everywhere. You just walk up and start playing, which I thought was wonderful. Great idea. Except of course that it was in the hallway and started to create choke points. But other than that, really cool idea. Just walk up, start smashing each other's face in the fighting game or whatever. Um, Midwest Gaming Classic turned into something awesome. Um, sadly, we don't have much to report. We bought four Famicom games. We spent $16, which is a lot less than we spent last year, where we were populating our wedding table decorations with MGC merchandise. So. But we did end up picking a couple of good ones up. So we found a Saga game, like capital S, Saga, a, yeah. capital G. Oh, is a. King going to sue us over it? Uh, hopefully not. Okay, I hope not. Uh, he wheels for that stuff. Uh, specialty <laughs> getting sued by King Candy Crush no just uh, Saga games oh Saga alright all right, all right, all right. cool I think we're going to get him later actually he should he's supposed to show up for this show this week so we'll see um, in addition we uh, we got Bird Week which is a bird life simulator <laughs> which was so intriguing okay. that we had to buy it <laughs> have you played it yet Nope. <laughs> oh. The Famicom is in a bag downstairs, but we're not entirely certain which bag it's in. Yeah. I mean, just just look up Bird Week. It's a life simulation game released for the Famicom, and you can find any of his videos of it and check out um, <laughs> what we're talking about. I'm excited to try this one. I don't think this one's going to end up on an NES remix, though. That's a shame. Yeah. But you do fly around, get bugs, and bring them back to your, your chicks and stuff. So, yeah. Awesome. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a bird life simulator. Surprising that this didn't turn into a major franchise, you know? But, oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Stay away from the falcon. Yep. All right. Anyway. <laughs> bird week. Uh, <laughs> Maybe once we get our Retron, we can stream a little bit of it. Oh, that was a big thing. Everyone was checking out the Retron 5 at Midwest Gaming Classic, and that was that was hot stuff, man. Um, they, they were just giving continuous demos of the Retron 5, and it looks fantastic. It's going to be 100 bucks. It's out within like a month. The only reason it wasn't at uh, the show is that the darn Chinese shipping boats got delayed. Um, so <laughs> they were really hoping to sell it there. So I think they were super disappointed that they couldn't sell it to the convention around people who just buy it in droves, right? Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, Retron 5 is looking fantastic. Got to use their controller, which is all micro switches, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, but it also support your actual um, NES and SNES controllers. Retron 5 plays uh, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, Genesis, um, the Japanese versions of all those games. Um, it'll play uh, Master System games via the uh, Genesis converter for Master Systems, the power base converter thing. Um, it, it'll work with the cards as well. And it will um, play Game Boy games, Game Boy Advance games, and Game Boy Color games. So... Not much more you can ask for out of a console like that. I was playing F Zero on the Game Boy Advance, and it actually played really well. So I was I was surprised. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and it was uh, yeah, it is super cool. Manny, you're gonna get a Retron Five, right? <laughs> He's. Oh, I tried to transition. That's by the question. Uh, <laughs> 
That's a it's an interesting way to avoid the question, isn't it? All right. So uh, go pre-order your Retron Five if you want one of those things because I think they're gonna fly out of stock. So, um, and they were already talking about doing updates and firmware updates and all this sort of cool stuff and saving your save games and oh, th- what were they showing off? You could take a save game that's on your cartridge and import it into the system memory so that you don't have to worry about your cartridge battery anymore. That's Ooh. nice. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. And then you could write the save game back into the cartridge later. Like after you got the battery replaced or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, neat. Yeah, that is super neat. Well, and that's nice because, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I have some Game Boy Advance games that the battery is dead. Mm. You would. <laughs> yeah, like the, the Harvest Moon games on Game Boy Advance. I played a ton of those. And this was like the first year that Nintendo was officially at the MGC. Yes. And we got um, Super Mario 3D World ears. Yeah, throw me some ears. Here, throw, throw me the ears and I'll put them on the camera. Whee! Yahoo! There we go. Super Mario World cat ears. Um, they also had like three, <laughs> 3DS and 2DS systems there. So you could try a bunch of different games like Bravely, Bravely Default and Pokemon and stuff. Um, and in addition, uh, that was the first time I was able to play using the 2DS. And I have to say, the system... It it makes sense in your hand, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's see the uh, what, what was I going to say? Yeah, I uh, oh yeah, just that the the 2ds it fits in your hand. It makes more sense than the shape looks like it should, but the screens are all tiny because they're like 2d the regular uh, old school 3ds size screens. So I was like, oh, it's all tiny, but you know. Whatever. Nice L and R buttons. Real big. Yeah, it's hard to go back to small screen after big screen. Exactly. It's like find, going the find wrong way. Phones all the time. So everyone who's got a larger screen phone now can't use the small phone, the sort of standard size phones anymore. Oh, right. Yeah. That's, that's why I can't like, I try not to handle anybody I know who has like one of those giant Samsung 17-inch phones because then I'll go back to my iPhone and just be sad. Um, but yeah, so same thing. So ultimately, 3DS XL seems like the winner there. Uh, what do you think, Manny? I don't own one, and I probably won't for a long time, so who cares? 3DS? Yeah. Really? Yep. Oh, you should pick one up, man. No, why? Because oh, they're good. But what, what would I do with this thing that I should have? You should play games on it. What games would I play on it? Um, Super Mario 3D Land. I don't like Super Mario. Oh, um, Pokemon. Don't like Pokemon. Um, don't like Fire Emblem. Shin Megami Tensei games. I have more than enough I haven't finished already. Okay. Um, more Shin Megami Tensei games. I don't, I don't know. I... In a Super 11. <laughs> in a Zoom 11, there you Probably go. I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's the soccer RPG. Soccer? Uh, football RPG, excuse me. Oh, I love American football. No, British football. <laughs> oh. World world football, excuse me, not British football. It's horrible. It's horrible. Where did soccer come from? Did the English um, invent it and then just get really bad at it? How does that work? We sort of invented the rules. I mean, it's the baseball sort of where it was played in the ancient form, but... Mm. All right. Uh, so that's that's MGC, and uh, that's why we weren't here last week. And I was hoping to have more news for you and impressions, but uh, that didn't work out so well. 
Um, and yes, Funitman in the chat room. I do think Inazuma 2 and 3 are coming to the eShop as well. Uh, I, I got the impression that they were re-releasing Inazuma 1, 2, and 3, and then they could get us on board with the actual native 3DS games that um, aren't just ports. But maybe I'm wrong. Question is, when are they coming? Don't know. Um, but I do know, because I played it this week, that Hearthstone is out in the U.S. App Store on the iPad. Yay! Yay! So I've got that now in the official U.S. version. And I am Nabuo Pound 1361 if you'd like to uh, challenge me. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to play Hearthstone with you. I already beat down my coworker yesterday, and uh, now I need to uh, find other people. Anna won't play with me. She refuses. Yep. Yep. I don't know why, but she's like, no. Uh, in addition, I've been... Uh, my gaming this week and last week have been really boring because it's just Diablo 3 over and over and over and over and over and over and over. I'm just running stuff in Diablo 3. My character does so much damage now, and I'm continuing to gear him up further and further. At some point, I'm just going to burn out on it, so that'll be fun, and then I'll do something else. Um, but beyond that, uh, Diablo 3, you can look at my porch, my profile on Diablo3.com if you really want to. Otherwise, uh, join me in some Rift runs. And that's it, I think. <laughs> uh, and finally, we've been playing Quiz RPG on our iPhones. I don't know that we want to bore people with it. Um, we should just mention that they've had some really, really great events. Yes, if you like the Quiz RPG game, get in there because there's lots of free experience. Um. Also, I've been playing... Uh, I've been getting back into Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery on the iPad. I and helped you. Yeah, that game is so good. I love the aesthetic of that game and the, the sound of that game. That Jim Guthrie soundtrack is used so well. Um, and it's a point-and-click adventure game. And, you know, some decent puzzles. Not too hard, not too easy. And just oh, the way it uses sound and stuff. And it's just really good. Especially the little battle system segments. Um, so big fan of that and really enjoying, uh, finishing that up uh, after putting it to sleep for like two or three years. So, um, yeah, that's, that's been a good journey to come back to. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I don't think so. Michael Apps, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you doing? Doing all right. Is Minnie Wheels sleeping now? No, he's eating and watching Sesame Street. <laughs> So I'm just going to put this on mute whenever I'm not talking in case he starts yelling at me. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to talk about PAX now or in a little bit? I can talk now. Dude, you went to PAX East? And it's a good fit. We're in now playing. So what were you playing at What did you do? I did a lot of things. Uh, I met with some people involved with EverQuest Next and Landmark. I'm in Landmark. That game's boring. Well, the way they described it to me is uh, I got into the beta, but I haven't actually played it yet. It kind of sounds like Minecraft with more advanced tools. Yeah, that's right. It's all about the sum of it. No, yeah, Yeah. that's that's it. Design things, and then other people can eventually buy your designs, and then some of the designs will end up in EverQuest Next. And their vision for the game seems really cloudy right now. (laughs) Um, I don't know if you got a better impression from them but uh somewhat i mean it's for one thing it sounds like they were kind of shocked at what people were doing with their tools um so you know maybe wasn't that the point 
<laughs> I think so. So, I mean, I'm sure some of the things they're designing for the final game are probably going to change as they see what the community community does and stuff, uh, which kind of sounded like that's what they were going for. Um, and it also sounded like they were going to add a lot of stuff to Landmark to kind of make it more of its own game as well, like combat, um, the ability to make a equipment to which would allow you to basically make use of all the stuff you could use uh, with the different classes in EverQuest next. Yeah, uh, well, other- it, it, I, that is, they're saying you can make stuff in Landmark that you can then use on your characters in next. Is that what they're saying? No, I'm oh. I'm saying like there's no class system in right. Landmark. Right. I can uh, I can personally attest to that. Right. There but, is officially nothing to do in Landmark except build stuff. There are no monsters. There's no combat. Right. That's coming, but, right? But Right. Once they add combat, they're going to add the ability where you could make equipment, which will effectively give you access to all kind of all the classes from EverQuest next by oh. making, you know, like making wizard equipment or stuff like that, but not exactly in the same way as EverQuest. So I have to wonder if adding combat to a world-building game is a great idea. Because it seems like it would get in the way of, you know, the world building. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how they're going to handle it. Um, you know, a lot of what we talked about was kind of like uh, top-level stuff. And, you know, hey, look at all this look at all this cool stuff people are making, which is cool. And, you know, hopefully that'll make EverQuest Next cooler. But um, not necessarily make me want to spend some time in Landmark. Uh but yeah, you know, it, it sounds interesting. It, it, I stress sounds interesting. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I can you know, tell you I, right now it doesn't play interesting <laughs> unless you're like it, one of those super creative types. It, it, and it sounded like uh, as far as EverQuest Next goes, they're going to kind of let the different servers or worlds uh, kind of go in different directions based on how players react to different stuff and you know obviously there's going to be destructible environments and stuff Mm -hmm. which you know for me that's kind of what i always wanted to see with an mmo you know different servers doing things differently the world feeling more like you're in a world and the question of course is can they actually pull something off like that which we'll have to see yeah everquest next is like we know less than that than we do about Landmark, and Landmark yeah. is like, we don't really know where they're going with that. So that's uh, going to be weird. Yeah, I, it's, it's, I'd say there's a lot of wait and see here. It sounds like all of this is pretty far off, but, you I know, uh, it, it, is, it is pretty interesting to see some of the stuff people have made in Landmark. Um, but, you know, you know, time will tell if that actually makes EverQuest Next better at all or, you know, it's just Minecraft in another form. Mm. So we'll see. Um, so there was that, and sticking with MMOs, I got to meet with uh, some ex-Ultima Online devs who are working on a new MMO. Ultima Next? No, oh, okay. it's, it's called Shards. Uh, yeah, they've okay. made a new studio. What was the name of it? Citadel Studios, I think. Um, they've only been working on this for six months, but it's more of like an old school thing. Like they had a little en- 
little uh, demo of their engine. You know, it kind of looked like that classic kind of Neverwinter Nights. Uh, they DM- won Best Alt-Base. Indie MMO at PAX East. Who did? Shards? Yeah. Hmm, interesting. According to the PAX East Awards at MMORPG. Um, How many indie MMOs were there? I've I've never heard of an indie (laughs) MMO before, so... Yeah. Uh, So the interesting thing about this one is they're actually going to let people run their own servers. It's not going to be, like, just the official server. Uh, Uh, So they're going to have tools where you could build your own mods, build build your own worlds, run your own world. Uh, So, which to me... To, to me, sounds like Neverwinter Nights on a bigger scale. So for it's the most legal, part. illegal servers? <laughs> legal, illegal servers, <laughs> yes. I guess. Um, like, they're going to have their official server, which is going to be their own story and stuff, and people can run their own thing. So I assume there's not going to be a monthly fee here. I'm just assuming. Uh, I mean, it sounds like this is not going to come out anytime in the foreseeable future. Um, but it, it could, I mean, it, it, just like EverQuest Next, there's the potential there, but, you know, got to wait and see. Um, you know, like, they're, they're, the engine what they were they showing? It, it's kind of just like a basic em- engine demo. Like, you know, they were running around attacking monsters, kind of show off some of what the okay. their AI could do. So they, they showed an MMO. Did they show anything that made this look different than any other MMO? Or I mean, they it- sh- they showed some of the kind of the tools that'll be available to you if you're running your own server. Like, okay. it, it kind of reminded me of the DM mode from Neverwinter Nights, where you could like possess and control monsters, spawn monsters, things like that. Um, uh, where's the tool where you can hack everyone's accounts and steal all their gold because I you run the server? Uh, that that's a big question mark. You yeah. know <laughs> how all that's going to work. Yeah. Um, I imagine you'll have characters tied to a particular server. All right. Yeah. So yeah, I, you know. Well, they, then how are they getting money? That I have no idea. <laughs> it's like if I don't have to pay for access to the servers, and we're running our own servers, am I paying for the client? And how are you enforce? Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, I can't imagine the servers being free. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. Um, you know, okay, but, but uh, once you let the server software out there, people just clone it, though, right? Yeah, so you, I really don't know how all that's going to work, <laughs> and they didn't have, really have any details. Um, well, it's early. We'll work all that out uh, later. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the After one, the Kickstarter. Are they going to kickstart? <laughs> I, uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, they seem kind of early to be showing something off, so I don't know if they're trying to get some attention to get, like, venture capital or something i'm not sure hmm. um but uh the one interesting thing was kind of the the design they're going to go for here is you know kind of the shards name you'll have you'll be able to have like multiple worlds within your server yeah. um and they're going to go for like a multi multiverse type setting for their official server but you know, you could have like a modern setting and a fantasy setting, and basically allow characters to actually go between them, and you know, bring different skills and items and whatnot between the two. So, you know, a, a lot of potential, but we'll see if they can actually pull thing off, pull the thing off. Mm. Not sure. 
I think a game like that, I'd be interested in playing it, but, you know, uh, only six months in with a little engine demo and a lot of question marks. Yeah, I'll say. <laughs> no, I think so with question marks about it. Uh, hold on, you're breaking up a bit on the Skypes here. So, so you said Diablo three on PS4 then? Hello. Oh, oh, I lost him. I lost everybody. That's oh, still Oh, you're still here. I just lost him. Yep. Wow, I really did just lose him. Michael, come back! So what was the thing? Well, he's trying to talk. He says, lol, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, there we go. Okay. All right. So stop downloading your your torrents. (laughs) Diablo 3 on PS4, I got to sit down and play that for a little bit. Yeah? And it was Diablo 3 on PS4. Yeah! Picked up the controller, played like it was nothing, ran at 60 frames per second. Uh, you know, there's some nice little additional features from the PS3 version, but uh, you know, I, I I don't have much to say. What are to those other than, features? That's that's. Um, you can't just throw that out there, man. <laughs> uh, like um, for playing like couch co-op or even co- co-op online, all the loot drops are tied to a specific player, so you know everyone can just go over loot and hit the button, and it'll, everyone will. Uh, get like an equal amount of loot that was a nice little feature um, I think that's in the in the base game too isn't it I'm not sure I've never actually played the base game multiplayer <gasps> I know I'm a heathen um, there's a nice little thing where you can cycle through equipment you've picked up recently with the d-pad and kind of see like a, just a quick little some quick little info about how it will increase your stats um, so that was a nice feature um, there's some kind of nemesis thing where when you get killed by a monster, it could be sent off to like one of your friends' game. What? And become stronger. Okay, oh, that's cool. I and, want that in the PC yeah. version. And if that kills, if it like kills your friends, then it will go off to somebody else and get even stronger. So that could be interesting. I guess there's a cap to how strong they eventually get. So you know. You and your friend, you and your friends won't be get to the point where you're passing around some super instant death monster or something like that. But oh, that's too bad because that would be awesome. Send it to all your <laughs> hardcore friends and kill them, and then they have to start over. Done. <laughs> so yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, I suspect they might segregate hardcore from that. Yeah. Um, the the light on the PS4 controller lights up with the color of like the little circle around your character. I'd hardly Just, call that a feature. It's, <laughs> it's nifty. Um, I'm trying to think what else, but I think most of the other stuff was just uh, features that were already in the like the PS3 and Xbox 360 version. Hmm. Well, this is... I, I have to figure out if I'm going to play this version at all or not. Um because now they have all like the loot increases and stuff on the PC version. I'm feeling pretty good about that version. So hmm. why would you play this one, Chris? I don't yeah. know. I, I, because I, it's something shiny and new on the 
machine that you don't use that much? <laughs> because it's a different experience. You know, you've got the dodge roll and stuff. It's not exactly the same game. Oh, I agree. And it's they, not have, exactly they have the these social f- functions, which I think are awesome. It's totally not exactly the same. I don't even like it on PS4 for oh. what I played of it. Oh, really? Really? Ooh. It feels too much like a different game. <laughs> the I've grown kind of grown out of controlling Diablo with the mouse, so this is like exactly the version I want to play. I don't know if grown is it okay. <laughs> I've gotten sick of playing games like that. I think right. be better. I mean, if I actually sat down and forced myself to play Diablo three with the mouse, I'd, I'm sure I'd enjoy it just fine. Uh, let's see what else I saw. Uh, I got to play Child of Light, um, and Ooh, I had to get that's I had playable. To, Ooh. Yeah, and I had to get kicked off the demo machine for playing too long. Good, good man, good. <laughs> that's that's the proper response. Uh, and that was uh, super good. Like I went home and pre-ordered that for PS4 <laughs> right away. I'm surprised they didn't have the pre-order booths right there. Yeah. Seriously, but I mean, Ubisoft uh, has done that in the past, so that is surprising. <laughs> maybe because it's digital only. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, that game is fantastic. But What's this game? That, is it coming out for? I don't remember. I think it's coming out on everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's the Ubi art engine, and you know those Ray, Rayman games come out on just about every system. So, um, I think the only thing it's not coming out on that I'd love to have it on would. Be to, um, but yeah, the combat in that game is really cool. Like I didn't, you know, I hadn't really seen much of it beforehand. I didn't realize there was like a real time element to it, and you know that was interesting. And I didn't get far enough in it to get other party members, so I'll have to see how that works out. Uh, you know, the, the platforming is cool for exploring, and. Then And he drops out again. again. <laughs> uh, so the platforming was cool for exploring, and then we lost you. Puzzles? Puzzles. Puzzles. Yes. Oh, okay. Puzzles. Yes. Puzzles. There's some puzzles involving light that were pretty interesting. And you gain some, gain a few levels, cells, you know, every kind of interesting time. Uh, you, uh, you know, if you've, if you get hit, you you kind of get set back on like the active time battle bar. I'm just going to call it. Um, so you kind of have to use quicker abilities if you know en- enemies are about to hit you, or you know you can use a more powerful one if you've got more time to cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it looks like there'll be a lot a lot of strategy to that, especially once you've got more party members. So, so yeah, um, I can't wait to play that game. <laughs> looks looks really cool, and I mean they said it was the full game they had on demo there. So yeah, I probably would have been there all day if they didn't kick me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. If they had the full thing there. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, what else I saw? I got to see an indie RPG Y2K briefly. Uh, which I think about all I can say is it looks like 3D Earthbound for the most part. That sounds like good praise. Yeah, it could be interesting. Had a cool turn-based battle system. 
kind of psychedelic graphics, so that could be good. Uh, I got to watch people playing, uh, oh, what the heck is that? Uh, the roguelike where that's also a rhythm game. Uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Yes, I got to wa- watch people play that with a, a dance pad, which Excellent. was hol- hilarious and awesome. Um, and I think that's about it. I think everything else was kind of non-RPGs. No Blue Hill Heroes? Uh, I didn't. I didn't get a chance to look at that. Ooh, but that's out now, so yeah. everyone doesn't have an excuse. Everyone should go buy it and play it. Says the person who's yet to buy it and play it. But I watched. Uh, I watched a trailer for the new Wolfenstein, which looked shockingly interesting. Wow, that can't yeah. be true. No, it doesn't. He's so it, wrong. You, uh, oh. It looked interesting. I don't know what to tell you. I was surprised too. Remember who's saying this, though. All right, so take that with a grain what, of salt. What does that mean? What does that mean? Yeah, what are you trying to say, Manny? I hate we all know Wheels has interesting tasting games. Wheels, who's your favorite Japanese developer? Isn't it? Uh, what's his name? Uh, wait. Kawazu? This is the guy who loves Crystal Bearers. I'll say that. I like Crystal Bearers. <gasps> well, somebody You're has one of them to. Too, Anna. I reviewed okay. it, and I only gave it a 3 out of 5, or 3.5 out of 5. Only. Only. I don't know. I'm just playing into an old <laughs> and it's an inside joke at RP Gamer that Wheels yeah. has questionable taste. <laughs> well, I mean, I hate I hate the older Wolfenstein games if that means anything, which is why I, su- I was surprised that it actually looked interesting. Oh, I just showed so my Steam password. It might be troubling then the to stream. hardcore Wolfenstein fans. Yes. Oops. <laughs> Nobody buy games on my Steam account. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. So you have anyway, bad taste I, in games. Uh, uh, no, I mean, no, no, it's a joke. Sorry, it's just a smaller <laughs> game a joke. Because he's, he's really oh, speaking of Kawazu, I went to a localization panel and the Kawazu was there. No, there was somebody who used to work for Square Enix who said the exact phrase Kawazu san can do no wrong in my book. So that guy is my new hero. Um, what was his name? I don't remember his name. I'd have to look up the panel. Okay. He, I guess the first game he actually worked on there was Unlimited Saga. <laughs> so it sounds like you had a good experience yeah had a good time were you planning on going or did you just go to fill in for trent no i planned on going okay. i just didn't know if i was going to do any press related stuff and gotcha. then obviously trent got sick so i had to do that yeah poor That's trent right, had walking pneumonia yeah this is like what your fifth packs or something uh, I think so. I've been to every every PAX East. Has Boston been going for five years? Yeah, isn't that crazy? So. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I was shocked by that too. We should go one of these days. No, we we go to real PAX. <laughs> yeah, and are you gonna go to PAX South too? <laughs> that one just seems like it's gonna be worthless, don't you think? And then PAX um, No, it, it's at the same the- time as CES. Who's gonna show anything there? They're all tired and busy. <laughs> like it's, um, you could say something about Mid- Midwest Gaming Classic. What a waste of time! Who would even go? No, there but that's the same weekend. Uh, now hold on. So PAX as a gaming convention, sure. I meant PAX as the video game showcase, as far as something you should cover. So I don't. Well, see but th- come on, you're not supposed to cover everything. There's like a million little tiny events all the time that we get invites for, right? Yeah, but I, I guess I don't feel like that's how people think of PAX anymore. Hmm. It's always been a fan event first, though. 
Yeah. That's well, and if that's how it goes, that'll be awesome. And I think that's fine. Um, though, even then, who wants to schedule a vacation to travel to San Antonio like the week after Christmas? Or two weeks after Like I Christmas? said, I, I think that's for an underserved market solely. All right. Yeah. Um, here's the thing is I actually think they chose it um, in part because um, GDC Online is there. And GDC Online sucks. So there. It's got also, a lot of issues. As but it's a, at the end of January, someone's saying, right? Yeah. It's. I thought it was like the same time as CES, no? January 24th and 25th, you're right. Nearly the end. But at the same time, that's more about if I can't... Oh, what does he think? What does Mini Wheels <laughs> think? What do you think? Who's the best game designer? Can you say Kawazu? Oh, see, this is why we ah. say wheels as questionable taste. <laughs> He's proven my point. No, it's just an inside Nicely joke because of his Kawazu love. <laughs> All right, I got to sign off, guys. He's oh. done eating. All right. Thanks <laughs> Thank for telling so us about PAX and Kawazu. No problem. All right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Read my later. Dark Souls 2 review. Will do. Oh, we'll talk Bye. about it later. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye, Michael. See you, Wes. <laughs> Hmm. So now I've gone down this Boot Hills hole, and I'm trying to figure out where you buy Boot Hill Heroes. PSM. Well, it sounds like it's on PC as well. Not yet. Yeah, it is. Not yet. I can buy it right now. Oh. <laughs> but you're right. I'd rather have it on PSN, but I don't know where it is on PSN. This is confusing. PS Vita owners can download it from the PS Mobile section of the store. Oh, okay. It's on PSN. All right. Never mind. Go ahead. Um, so how many times do I have to say PSM? I don't know how or PS. You listen to me. Oh. Hey, Manny, how you doing? <laughs> I don't know, man. Pack South seems okay. Pack uh, East is all the way up to the north on the west coast. Pack East all the way up on the. East. I was I was hoping for Pack Chicago, just like Patrick Klepek was, because obviously that's really close for us. But someone mentioned, like, do you really want to be in the Chicago in the middle of January? Yeah, no. I I live I live near Chicago in the middle of I, I live in Wisconsin. I think I can handle it. You're inside. What's it matter for all the people who do fly in? What what they they don't know how to bring a coat? I don't know. You're I not going to sell a lot of people on I that. Just I just don't understand. Just just bring a coat. <laughs> you realize that not everybody owns a coat, right? This is a great excuse to go buy a coat. How much fun you'll have buying a coat and bringing it. Um, this is really why we can't have PAX Chicago's because no one owns coats? Yes, this is why we can't have nice things. This is this is it. Is this really it? Yeah. That yeah. sucks. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh, everyone though, agrees. I, I'll tell you that. this right now. I would never fly into a, a snow-covered city for a convention like that. What if there's no snow on the ground at that point? Chicago in January. There's plenty of times where there's no snow there. Um, you sure about and that? our new post-global warming economy. Please. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Global warming. We're going to have less and less snow. That's not how global warming works, though. Well, at some point it will. Yeah. No, w- if we no. just keep waiting, we'll get there. Uh, noodle, noodle lives in Utah has lots of coats. Apparently, only Arizona residents can't go to PAX No, Chicago. it's the Southwest. And they, Everyone in the Southwest. We well, all... guess what? They have PAX 
Prime and Pax San Antonio. And the no, rest of us everyone who own in the coats, Southwest has Pax South. Listen, I'm saying we need a coat. In the spirit of diversity, we need a convention for gamers who own coats. Yes, that's Pax East. But that's too far away. Really? <laughs> we need two. There's so many. Um, it's you know, like that, how, you know what's going to turn into it? There's going to be 12 Paxes a year. Yeah, obviously. Noodle's uncle used to live in Arizona, and he owned coats. Therefore, we can have a convention in Chicago. <laughs> I think that's how that works. <laughs> no, no, that makes sense to me. I mean, let's have a convention in Arizona, and it'll be great. Just make sure you bring your photo ID, and you wear it around your neck at all times. Perfect. <laughs> Done. Oh. I still can't figure out how to buy this stupid game. Help! Get off the keyboard, cat. Keyboard cat. No, not that kind of keyboard cat. Keyboard cat. No, he was standing on the keyboard no. cat. He's not keyboard cat. Oh. Hey, should we yeah. finish our now playing? I don't. What are we doing? Yeah, what have you been playing? Tell people, um, please. What have I been playing? I've been playing Yoshi's New Island. Yay! I got it for a steal of a deal. <laughs> How much? Oh, you bought it from dude in the chat room right now, Mr. Yeah, I Shaman. I bought it from Shaman. In fact, we wheeled and dealed on his podcast. So, Anna, what? I just realized Shaman points out based on all this discussion we just had, there'll never be a PAX Canada. Yeah. No, it can be in Vancouver. But all those people who are allergic to maple syrup won't be able to go. Mm. Wait, wait, a PAX Canada, would ha- I feel like, would have to be in the middle, right? It can't be in Vancouver. That's the same as Seattle. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's PAX East is yeah, way too close to the would, border than PAX. Yeah, it's always PAX I mean, Prime. Here is the thing is, like, if it was really in the middle, like, geographic middle, it would be in, like, Winnipeg. No one wants to go there. <laughs> PAX Edmonton? Uh, no, because the airport isn't big enough. Just have it at the airport. Yeah, I mean Calgary would be better. Pax Calgary. Um, but I mean they could do something like Pax Montreal, but that's so close to Boston. Wait, yeah. say it right. Montreal. There we go. How about Pax Quebec? That would be Montreal. Montreal. <gasps> um, Did you tell me about this tiny little island that you that if you're not born on the island, you're <laughs> that's, never officially. That's PEI. There you go. Have Pax PEI. No. No. <laughs> I'm not even sure there's an airport. <laughs> Everyone can come by ferry. It'll be great. No, I'm not talking about you behind your back. Anyways, I think the answer is we don't have a good place to have Pax Canada yet. We'll have to keep uh, mulling over that. So anyway, so you guys need to build a new province just to support Pax? Yoshi's is... New Island. Oh, right. And um, I, I want to say it's easy, but not easy. So if you want to just get through a level from start to finish, that's really easy. There's a couple of levels that get a little tricky, um, like uh, levels that have a bunch of locked doors and you need to figure out where the key is. Um, but yeah, the the challenge is more in having 30 stars and 20 out of 20 red coins and 5 out of 5 flowers. For some people, that's going to be really easy, and for some people, that's going to be a little more challenging. Because sometimes there are like these little clouds with question marks, and um, they're hidden. Some of them are visible, but most of them are actually hidden. And 
that's where you get your stars and some of your flowers and sometimes it pops a bunch of coins and so you have to be really thorough in your exploration and you have to know where to stick your nose in and so if that comes naturally to you then pow game's gonna be easy so does this have the newer look to yoshi in it yes so where he's not looking like a dinosaur to be ridden um, no, he looks like a dinosaur to be ridden, but he's, but he's more upright than previous Yoshis. Haven't we learned anything from paleontology? Dinosaurs were meant to be mounts for early man. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> so I also finished Bleach the Third Phantom. Is the hard part of Yoshi's Island the fact that you're forced to play a Yoshi's Island game? No. Oh. I like the Yoshi's Island games. Well, yeah, stop being a snob. But didn't nobody like this one? Um people who like do you like this one yeah oh okay i'm playing are you it. saying anna's a nobody i married a nobody <laughs> wait we can't both cry <laughs> that doesn't work um yeah bleach third phantom overall good still have a lot of beefs with it and yeah i think that's a lot of beefs and yet you play that game non-stop it was you're good. always did you finish it yeah oh you won yeah are you lost? No, I won. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, Didn't mean to doubt you. <laughs> and I think my favorite part about it was um, my highest level character ended up being Orihime. Orihime. Oh, no, not Orihime. <laughs> if you watch the anime, that doesn't make a lot of sense. It's uh, just funny the way you dropped that. Like, oh, it, that Orihime. Basically, her highest level character was the healer. Yeah. Is what it means. Because okay. it, every turn, she's healing and getting experience instead of, you know... And yeah. so basically what happens is, is this character has um, a healing ability that heals the three spots in front of her. And not only does it cure hit points, but it also takes away status effects. So the final boss is actually supposed to be difficult because he has this aura around him that if you stand within three spaces of him, he shocks your character. If you're shocked, it takes away a lot of the things you can do. So I would just wait until the start of my turn and have Orihime heal and then have all the characters attack. And then if they got shocked again, it didn't matter because their turn was done. So yeah, she was level 55 and my second closest character was level 40, just to give you an idea of how incredibly broken she was. And other than that, I've been playing a ton of the Pirates of the Caribbean Facebook game. <laughs> yeah, you're still obsessed with that. A bit too much. Obsessed. No, you I, I you went, went away like, from it for a while, yeah. actually. And, and now, now I'm you're back getting back into it. They've changed but, tons of stuff. But it frustrates me so much because you should be playing like Diablo 3 with me. Mm-hmm. And instead you're playing this Facebook game. Sorry. And it makes me sad. Sorry. You're a you're monk and your crusader could have so much cool gear. Uh-huh. You don't even care. No. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, that's what I've been playing. Hey, Alex. Hello. How's conception? Um, because well, <laughs> I'm I've been reading like a lot of reviews so about it, and uh, there's a lot of mixed feelings about this game. Yeah, it's gonna be a game that. Oh, we should probably... ask Michael Apps what he thought about it. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> a game that you'll really like if you're into what it's doing. If you're not into what it's doing, then 
If you yeah. like crappy games, this game's for you. Well, I noticed uh, that Alice was pushing this one hard, like weekly emails about every single character. And they usually don't do like a PR push like that unless maybe it's a game they're not 100% on. Ah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, if you don't like fan service, you're probably not going to like this one. When we there. say fan service, like lots of penny shots, down blasts, no, that kind of not stuff. that not so much. It's more sort of the joking stuff, lots of jokes about that sort of stuff. So, so like lots of implied jokes about boobs and girls and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I mean, the actual content Girls have boobs. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there was a boob size conversation quite early on which was <laughs> but, bigger is I mean, better <laughs> yeah. G- gameplay wise it seems okay but I'm not far into it so it could easily get tired I do like the music but I'm not surprised at that because it's Masafumi uh, Takada but it's the same guy who did the Danganronpa soundtrack and this is sort of a lot is like that is that soundtrack so. really good? yeah oh okay this, this is a lot like that soundtrack, so that works really well. Um, it does do the weird sort of thing that Agress did, which is when characters are talking, they all move slightly. What? Although, so on Agress, when you've got characters talking, they sort of they they all move, all their portraits move slightly to sort of like somebody's them. jiggling the piece of cardboard, or like hello. I'm talking to you now. No, it, sort of, it tries to simulate that, sort of make them look alive by making them look like they're breathing. Oh, okay. Okay, but Conception 2 does this as well, although it does it slightly weirder, because the two main characters both look like they're about to break into dancing. Hmm. It's, they've sort of got a weird head nodding thing going on. So it's like a bust some moves at some point. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be pretty awesome. I don't know, I would like it if they did that, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's I'm a bit too late to actually. All right, so so how is how is the breeding and making star children stuff handled? Is it tasteful or tasteless? It's <laughs> it's fan service. <laughs> yeah, fan it, service of what? It can't be fan service. There's this is the first game. Or okay, it's the second game, but it's the second game. It's the first but, one yeah, we got, right? It, it's not. It's something out of nothing. There's not actually much behind it. So supposedly everyone just. Holds hands and then wishes for. So they hold hand, baby. wish for a kid, and then there's a kid. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, all right. But the game does try and make it look more than it is. Oh, really? All yeah, right. just by having sort of the uh, the female character will always be um, have exerted some effort at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's put it that way. Isn't that, that? Never mind. All right. Yeah. Okay. Great. More like more like troll service. All right, thank you, chat room. All right. Uh, Apart from that, I've been playing the PS4 version of of Elm Reborn. Okay, uh, does it look a lot better than the PS3 version? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as good as the P- PC version? Uh, I wouldn't know, because... You don't have the PC version? No. Okay. <laughs> but it, it, it's a huge improvement on the PS3 version. I still haven't imported my character over and done that yet. I really need to. Oh. I've been so obsessed with Diablo 3, I don't want to get into any other MMOs. So it's like, mm. Sorry, I'm making this about me. So you, uh, all right. So you've been playing a lot of that? Um, not too much. I've sort of been logging on for a couple of hours and then just doing random stuff. Oh, so so actually... You've been spending all your time playing Football Manager 14, haven't you? Yeah, pretty much. Seriously? <laughs> I have for the last couple of days, yeah. 
So I wasn't this a game that um, who was it? Wired did this article ours, about what people. I thought it was, was ours. It ours? Okay. Yeah, that they broke down um, the games that people buy and how much they play on Steam. And Football Manager 2014 is like the number one played game for like awesome. total hours. That yeah, isn't that's... like a persistent game. It's like one hundred. Like it was like hundred million so... hours. <laughs> Is, is, so you're working on your hundred hours then, Alex? Yeah, I'm gonna try and find what I've got. I've only played sixty-one hours. Oh, only. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I didn't like, want to be worried. It's they say median hours because, like, as far as like man hours, like actual hours, Dota Two is like like several billion hours. Yeah, but, but you have to be in the game to watch people play the game. So no, I think I, I, that but their I was just saying, hours though, are skewed by the fact that there are people in the game and not playing the game. Well, the point I was trying to make was that uh, is that the, not necessarily more people own Football Manager, but the people who do buy it get hooked. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean. And it seems like a lot of people download Dota 2 and don't play it necessarily. Or like they may watch or they maybe they'll play once the people or who play times. it, oh my gosh, they play it yeah, a yeah. lot. <laughs> it's just that like on average, like most people who play Football Manager put in that much time. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's the crazy difference. Well, you know, and Dota 2 is free and Football Manager isn't. So that kind of makes sense. Yeah. People it's download it who are going to be into it. <laughs> yeah. It's quite easy to spend lots of time on Football Manager as well. You sort of half do other stuff as well. Oh, really? So it's the yeah. kind of game you have on while you're doing other things? I, I do. I think some quite a few people don't, but it's something I find quite easy to sort of have. You know, to Anna's point, I wonder how much time out of all those games is idle time. I wish there was a way to find out like how much of that's just it's on yeah. in the background or it's been left on overnight. Yeah, it's just so it's idle time, but there's Football Manager 14 involves a lot of processing. Processing. Yeah, so you sort of set continue and then it will go through loads of stuff before it gets to the next point. So, well, mine will because I always play with sort of the maximum amount the biggest database I can because mm-hmm. I'm an idiot <laughs> <laughs> yeah at the moment I'm managing a team in Liechtenstein <laughs> just yeah. because just because alright <laughs> yeah oh man <sighs> alright uh, so what have you been playing Manny uh, I've played through Peace Walker HD oh nice not really no? No. Really? Why not? Oh, my God. Anyone who's... Controversial statement starting now. You know, people like to say... A lot of people like to say that Kojima's like this masterful storyteller. And Kojima has stuff to say that's deep and meaningful. BS. Okay. Controversy. (laughs) No, but the game isn't fun to play. Well, you can't separate a Metal Gear game from its story. Okay. You know, that's like saying, like, oh, well, Metal Gear Solid 4 was fun. Ignoring the fact that, like, half of the disc is cutscenes, you know? Right. Is that the case here, too? Well, the story can be best summed up as, like, a low-rent anime version of War Games. Oh, seriously? Yeah. That's too bad. It's like it's like it's nuclear deterrence for babies. To the point where they explain it like Wait, seven Are you saying times. War Games was nuclear deterrence for adults? 
No, but it was a fun movie about nuclear deterrence. All right. Wasn't Metal Gear Solid 1... Nuclear deterrence seems to be a continuous theme in his game. No, no, no. No, nuclear... Nukes is a continuous thing with the Metal Gear franchise. Okay. But this one literally has like seven different scenes where they explain the principles of nuclear deterrence repeatedly. Oh, fun. <laughs> and it, it's just such a bad story. The characters feel so out of place. Uh, and there are moments where I'm like, what? Why? This makes no st- <sighs> And there's like a great one-liner at the end. I'm not going to say who says it or what and well, it's the context, but there's like great lines to look forward to like this. Like, the AI didn't use her brain. It used her heart. Oh, delightful. <laughs> That's not corny at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so the, 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 the corn gameplay, you know, that's the sad thing. There were parts of it that I did enjoy. There were parts that were just pure, because, you know, it was originally a PSP game. It's like mm-hmm. these pure little parts where you go around sneaking, you know, running around through jungles really quickly in these tiny little environments. It was maybe a little too easy to be perfectly honest, but there was there was some times where just you know I'm having fun sticking up behind people, holding them up, building up my base. But there's this weird thing where that game was heavily inspired by uh, Monster Hunter, so it, it kind of wants to be a Metal Gear game and it wants to be a Monster Hunter game at the exact same time. And a lot of times those two things don't mesh. Now, how does like, a monster? How does a Metal Gear game be like a Monster Hunter game? Oh, because it's literally a Monster Hunter game. That there are actual Monster Hunter missions in this game. Oh, like I'm not even like mean that metaphorically. I mean it's literally a Monster Hunter game in some way. Well, you'll fight like a giant Metal Gear, and you bring in four other. You can bring in three other players, and the four of you are going to spend like 30 minutes trying to take down this one Metal Gear boss. Oh, so okay, yeah, it's like that literally does Metal sound Gear. Kind of familiar, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But the problem is, though, I feel like it, there's a better curve in Monster Hunter where you get more, where you're getting new gear more rapidly, or at least you're getting stronger more rapidly. But at, like here, I feel like they want you to grind those earlier levels, like those missions, again and again and again, so that you can get the better rocket launcher to take down that Metal Gear that much faster. Otherwise, it's just like it's just like the final battle. I was lucky to find someone to join with me. I don't know why he did because he didn't get anything out of it, but he joined with me anyway. And it was still like a 30, 40 minute battle because he had better gear, but my gear was crappy and there was no way to level up because a lot of those, that gear is gated by story progression. And it's, it's just mm. you know, like so think about like Diablo as, as the monsters get harder and you're feeling you're dealing with bigger and bigger threats, your gear and your stuff that you can do to handle those situations is scaling with you, right? That curve in, in, in Peace Walker seems so much slower that I felt like the kind of need, okay, I need to grind this boss a few more times so I can have enough so I can build up my base and then maybe earn some new abilities. Oh, and then I need to grind some missions out so I can complete the research on these weapons so I can get the higher level weapons so I can do this faster. Oh, but wait, I didn't have enough people with me. On the- I think it all kind of falls apart by the end. And those small little moments of sneaking around that I enjoyed in the jungles weren't were too... F- we're becoming less frequent, too far far in between. So, it's a flawed game, that's, for sure. That's very, that's too bad. I think I said, like, I, I don't know, I tweeted this out to people. I was like, maybe you're better you're better off watching war games and, like, maybe buying Spinner Cell Blacklist. <laughs> 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 I 
Which is it. I think there's some fun gems in there. I think there's some interesting things in there. I think the story kind of kills my motivation for it. A lot of it doesn't make any sense. It's cheesy as hell. It's like nuclear deterrence for babies. Uh, it's like it was fun to take on some of these bosses with a group of people, but it didn't feel like Monster Hunter level strategy. It was more like I have four people so that the thing is distracted long enough that we can all just keep launching missiles at it. Hmm. Okay, I'm out of missiles. Call in a resupply. Okay, I have more missiles. Out of missiles. Well, do they have gear sets to collect and stuff then too? Not really. Oh, well then it's kind of missing the progression of Monster Hunter. That's exactly my point, yeah. Hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Well, that's at least one thing off my backlog list. (laughs) You finished it though, huh? Uh, by the time I started to realize that the story was garbage and that I, I kind of powered through it. I, I was I played this on the Xbox 360 and I was lucky that globally there's at least like five people still playing this. So I, I was able to power through it even though I was like, uh, I kind of forced myself to, to be honest. But I just felt like oh, I'm so close to the end. I'll just team up with somebody and force my way through. So, well, I think that's it for now. Plane feedback, feedback. Wait, wait, did I, and, did I, did I, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say one thing. I want to ask you real quickly: is that yeah. you seemed a little bummed out by that? Did you is, is Peace Walker something you were looking forward to? Yes. Eventually. Yeah. Oh. I was gonna pick up the HD version since, even though I bought all the PlayStation Go stuff to play the PlayStation version on my TV, I realized that who am I kidding? I should just get the HD version and play that. Um. Uh, I'd be curious to hear what you have to say. I mean, you could easily beat it in a weekend. Especially yeah. if you get someone to play with you, it'll go even faster. Uh-oh. No, there's no co-op, so you can't play it. Oh, good. <laughs> I don't think she's ever sounded less interested in a game. <laughs> like, what are you signing me up for, Manny? No. Yeah. All right, Anna, are you going to do our feedback this week? Um, sure. Yeah. So Legendary Zoltan said, lots of interesting RPG news this week. I heard the same thing as Manny. PS3 games will be streamed, but PS1 and PS2 games will be downloads. And I heard they may put an emulator that makes them look beautiful, like an emulator on PC does. Have you ever seen a 3D PS1 game on an emulator? It looks really nice. I haven't seen that. I should try that out. So, Seraphim Kitten, president of Softpaws, the official fan club, writes it in. Of you? Yes. What makes me happy this week? Because that was our question of the week. I've been doing a lot of driving this week, and the podcast was 10 minutes too short for my commute to work. So I've been filling the extra space in other days with steam-powered giraffe songs. I need sneeze. Steam-powered giraffe songs? <laughs> I'm not sure I understand what that means. They're a band started by two members who were trained as mimes and decided to break their vow of silence, dress up like steampunk robots, and sing interesting songs. Oh, great. (laughs) Um, JC Servant says, As a person who has both console and computer, you're right, Chris. Console graphics, while improving, still can't compete with computer graphic prowess. But given it's one quarter the price, I don't expect it to. So, Chris, are you going to buy that $2,000 Titan card? No. No, I'm not. I don't think you need to spend four times the price of a console to get a nice computer. 
Especially if you already but have you some parts. you should buy that Titan. Oh, card. I should. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> See, that changes everything. Oh, you're should. right. Yeah, yeah. Because you said should. Um, Balance says, "What's making me happy is Diablo Three Reaper of Souls. I've switched from Path of Exile to Blizzard Crack. Second thing making me happy is the Log Horizon anime. Even though I have no time to play MMOs, this anime has me totally hooked. Log Horizon. Log Horizon. Huh. Yeah, I've heard about it. So. I've Quick, heard the name, me... but I haven't heard anything else. I have no, I yeah. know zero about it. I hope so, it's better than sort of. Um, the last little bit of feedback we got is Strawberry Egg says, there's still time left in the week for something else to make me happy, but otherwise I enjoyed completing Baton Kaito's Eternal Wings in the Lost Ocean again, only the second time since I bought it in 2006. And Ocelot replied to that and said, now there is a game that deserves an HD remaster. Its environments are so beautiful. And Zoltan said, couldn't agree more. The car battle system was so neat. And the Strawberry Eggs finished up saying, I would rather have oh. a third game curse personally, combining the card systems from both. And then Emmanuel said, oh, no, you didn't. And then Gina <laughs> said, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know that we need the entire conversation thread Well, here. <laughs> because, hey, I added that conversation thread because it's going to be part of our question of the week. Oh, what's that? So our question of the week is, would you prefer... If a series that's been dead, would you prefer an HD remake of a game or would you prefer a sequel? Um, okay. Are we answering that now or are we no, we'll telling answer people? Next week. Oh, okay. So next week. Yeah. So, so tell us in the thread or email us or send us a voicemail. Okay. Go ahead. What'd you say? I think Alex? the answer yes isn't allowed. Z E S? Yeah, yes. I take it that's not the correct answer. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah, you can't just say yes. Uh, though I, I had an argument with Anna last night that that would be my answer to this question. It's like, <laughs> yes, I would like either. And then for some games, I'd prefer one over the other. I don't understand. So, all right. Actually, I want, want both. I, I feel like a lot of those... I remember Squid was doing this for a little while. Like Companies would be like, 30th anniversary. So we're bringing out new games in the franchise and your favorite game... It's an HD remake, so you get the HD remake first while we're finishing up the new version. Get caught up on the get caught up on the franchise for all you who've been who are new to the party. Um, which what did they do that for? I, I think from Mission 30th anniversary or something like 25th anniversary, something like that. Oh, okay. We didn't a lot get of little, that, did we? It, it, it's a lot of stuff that never came out here. To be oh, honest. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I generally go for non-direct sequels because I've probably pl- not played most of the. All the games that would be referred to here. Yeah, that's why so I think Lick Bolt is probably for the best. If you want to catch up on the franchise, you can. And for everyone else, yeah, good stuff. I yeah, I think it should be sequels in general, um, just because we already have the games. So let's get some new stuff, new ideas. But um, I'm kind of down for a really good remake. Yeah, but you don't play them. You make me buy you remakes like Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and then you don't touch it. That's hardly a remake. Like, maybe something like but a... It's War an of HD Life. remake. It is an HD remake. No, but she said really good remake, right? Oh, okay. Right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, like, you gotta put in the I'm HD part, Overclock, otherwise I think you're talking about something else. HD, and I'm playing Final Fantasy V on the iPad. It's, it's wait, 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 like Anna. Wait, what do you mean? When you say remake, just to clarify, do you mean like an HD remake like... like God of War HD, or are we talking like 
Like a war of the lines of new cutscenes, new mechanics, new character classes. I'm, I'm not gonna cut off my options by defining it so narrowly. Yeah, yeah the question says awesome remake, so Yes. So it is your definition of what an awesome remake entails. All right. Yeah, because sometimes an HD or an up remake seems like the lowest, like the, the least effort you can put in, right? Yeah. Like Last of Us. It's slightly prettier. <laughs> cool, cool. Okay. So if you'd like to leave feedback for us, number one, you need to uh, email us at podcast.rpgamer.com. The podcast email address is back. Yay! Two... You can send us a note on the message boards at board.rpgamer.com. Go to the last uh, latest updates and find the podcast thread in there and contribute your post. And finally, we have a voicemail where we do not sell horses. 608-729-4098-608-729-4098-608-729-4098. Operators are standing by. Call now and leave your voicemail and we'll play it right here on the show. Yay! Answer the question of the week and Anna will be very happy. I will be very happy. Um, and apparently Zoltan made a mistake in his, his uh, segment last week. He said the uh, word epoch comes epic comes from the uh, Greek word epico. It actually comes from the Greek word epoch. I, I don't know how to pronounce them. But, yeah. Anyway. Oh, epicac. The thing that makes you vomit? No. No, not epicac. <laughs> Though we did learn about that on house reruns this week. So, yeah. Yeah, he said it came from the Greek word a pickle. A pickle? A pickle? Comes I, from I don't a know how to pronounce pohe? Greek. It's Greek to me. I know. <laughs> that was terrible, Chris. Uh-huh. All right. It's all Greek to me. It's all time for the news is what it is. News! Are you saying news or no? I'm saying news. I'm saying no. Oh, why? No. Why, Manny? Why no do you news? have to be a rebel? Rebel with the cops. <laughs> right Stop now, the my, my sidebar is completely blank, so you might get your wish. <laughs> it won't load. Come on. Come on. Show sidebar. Well, that makes this more difficult. I'll be right back while I restart my browser. <laughs> so, did you hear about um, Dead New RPG getting announced? The, the one that we've all been waiting for? Yeah, the one that we've all been waiting for for like the last 15 years. Got what? announced. Oh, good. I'm glad. Um, you going to tell us what it is? Well, you fix your browser window. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I did. Uh, <laughs> so Capcom is letting people design two new weapons for Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Yay. Is that, is that, is that it? No. no, I was making stuff up. Oh, I was making stuff up. <laughs> Deadline is May 5th, and you send an email with the uh, the illustration, the weapon name, to contest at Capcom.com. You could go check that out if you like Monster Hunter, and I know some of our readers do. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Final Fantasy 3 coming out on the PC. I did see that story. Is that what you were talking about, Manny? No, but that's cool. That's, that's the future I want, where yeah. all your old JRPGs are available easily. Yeah, but this is PC. a 3D remake of Final Fantasy 3, not the real version. It's fine. Yeah, it's not so fine. <laughs> I I enjoyed it enough. You did? You played through that? The whole thing. Oh, wow. Brave mm. man. Crazy person. Uh, Microsoft <laughs> is apparently considering the official... What, on the new wheels? How dare you? Microsoft is thinking about um, doing Xbox 360 emulation on Xbox One. Um, no They're official They're thinking about it? Yeah, that doesn't really mean anything. Uh, like they weren't thinking about it before now. 
Yeah. Oh, we did see an announcement of Borderlands the pre-sequel since uh, we've been gone here. To the moon! Which is a pre-sequel because it is a prequel to Borderlands 2 and a sequel to Borderlands 1, and they voted down Randy Pitchford's idea of calling it Borderlands 1.5. So it is now <laughs> Borderlands the pre-sequel, which I think is a fine title. I like that title. And it's, you get to play as Claptrap! Okay, cool. And it, some other classes. It's called Fragtrap, right? Uh, I don't know. It's it's the Claptrap who's in Borderlands 2, as I understand it. Um, but I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, frag trap, a weaponized version. Whatever. I'm I'm happy. I want to play as a claptrap. So I I was not going to even think about playing this game until they said that. And I was like, oh. Hmm. Now you, you can't wait for the one liner you're gonna say over and over again. Yes. <laughs> like you shoot people. Yes. Uh sadly there's a lot of handsome Jack in the game, which makes me sad because that's Some people swear sucks. by handsome Jack. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't like his character. I don't think it's very good. You know it's weird. Some I was run, I was talking to some people recently about some of the funniest games, like their top five funny games, and a few people mentioned Borderlands, and it's like it took me a minute to go, oh yeah, I guess that game is a comedy, huh? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Star Trek timelines. What is this? What it's is a, this? It's a Facebook game. It's, it's a it's, strategy role-playing game from Disruptor Beam. Let me it's, just say this right now. It's yeah. made by the same people who made the Game of Thrones Ascent, the Facebook game. So, Oh, that's not really a role-playing game then, is it? So temper your expectations accordingly. <laughs> it will include content from the original series, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. Characters set to appear include Data, Kirks, Picard, and Spock. And, uh, yeah, so there's some sort of giant crossover strategy role-playing piece of crap Facebook game coming to mobile and Facebook. And it's free-to-play. Of course it's free-to-play. Yeah, we'll see if that goes anywhere good. Um, But, yeah, I had to talk about it because it's Star Trek and duh. All right, so let's see what else we got. Oh, there's got a big, long trailer for it. Let's see. Anything (laughs) interesting? Enjoy watching this one, Chris. It's just the logo. Yep. Wow. And music. And then Picard saying engage. Wow, that's really bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a terrible trailer. Card Hunter. This is the browser-based um, CCG, TG, TCG sort you of table-tumping, tabletop-playing, emulating game in your browser that I know is coming to other platforms. It's getting an expansion later this month called Attack of the Artifacts. Cool. So if you've been... Uh, Let's see. Yeah, you can get, you know, the game's free to play, so the expansion technically is free to play. But you can unlock it all for 15 bucks if you don't want to, like, play the game to, to do it. Uh, tablet port of the game is uh, still in development, and uh, you can get back into Card Hunter now because it's free. You can go to cardhunter.com. So there you go. All right, we've been waiting for this one. Persona 3 the movie is coming to Blu ray in the U.S. on May 20th. Yay! Are we going to get it? Um, I don't know. I have to figure out what our options are. I don't want to pay Is it going to show it. up on Netflix or Amazon eventually? That's what I'm hoping, you know? Yeah. You don't want to pay. Not for a while, probably, looking at the prices. <laughs> yeah, check this out. Uh, the Blu-ray um, is in Japanese with English subtitles. I guess there's no U.S. dub, which is weird. Um, the collector's edition is uh, $79.98, which includes the movie, trailers, audio commentary, original soundtrack CD, exclusive box art, newly illustrated cover art, a 48-page deluxe booklet. Um... Yeah, the standard edition is fifty nine ninety eight. That's right, sixty bucks for the movie, 
for the standard edition comes with the movie trailers, commercials, and audio commentary. That seems exceedingly overpriced. And that's probably what they needed to charge for it. Supposedly, it's sort of Anaplex's sort of method of business. Really? They'll get they'll get sort of things like this and sort of charge quite a lot because, well, they can and it gets them enough profit to do it. So he's totally right. I mean, this and this anime and a Blu-ray. So it's it's let's be honest, it's niche. So they're gonna sell it to the diehard fans for sixty and eighty dollars, and then when that market dries up, they'll lower the price to fifty. And then when that one dries up, they'll go to forty. And when that one dries up, they'll sell it for a reasonable price. And then by then, it'll probably be on Netflix and Amazon anyway. I want to know more about this soundtrack it comes with. Hmm. Someone tell me more about the soundtrack for Persona Three. Is it as awesome as the games? Because um, I end up getting all the Persona-related soundtracks anyway. So. Is it worth $80, though? <laughs> the soundtracks cost a lot of money to import, man. <laughs> Might as well get a free movie. Huh? Uh, if, I can, if, if I'm going to pay a little bit of premium, get the movie, and support localization of this content, then I may as well. That's the only way, thing I'm looking at there. Are you sure it's not like on Amazon or like some digital store? Or I, like uh, Persona soundtracks on a digital store? That would be awesome. Well, I'm just saying, like, uh, I, 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 I recently discovered like iTunes has been adding a gigantic number of Japanese games and soundtracks. I mean, Japanese CDs and soundtracks. Game soundtracks in general. Sorry, I'm just ch- answering the chat room. Something's talk about uh, Nisa did the Persona 4 E anime, you think Trinity. And I was telling them that uh, there's two animes actually Trinity and Persona 4, separate animes. Um, but yeah, uh. I want soundtracks, unless the soundtrack is not like the game soundtrack. Uh, that's what I need to know. I just need more info about this soundtrack. Someone reply, tell me what I should buy. $80 is crazy. That's They're claiming that's a sale price, by the way. That the uh, normal price for the collector's edition is 100 and the normal price for the standard edition is 75 And that you're getting it on sale. Anime fans have a lot of money. And I, I don't understand This is how. ridiculous. Well, it, I think... There are other distributors, so I think most isn't this expensive. This is just because Aniplex is the one that got the right, so... It's kind of insulting because they've got a big link on the top of their page that says, for the fans. Like, well, no, this isn't for the fans if you're ripping us off. For the hardcore fans. Um, For the people who can be exploited easily. Hmm. Yeah, that too. And Anna is listening to music. No. Oh. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yes, you were. <laughs> hey, someone was watching Twitch plays Pokemon earlier. So you know what? Screw you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Nope, nope. We're, they released part one as a $60 and $20 set. Part one of what? Uh, back um, when I got Oh, tiny. Robotic Notes. Okay. I don't know what that is. Yeah, what's that, Robotic Notes? I've never heard of that. Okay. So enough of this. This is We're just getting okay. bogged down. In yeah, I know. This is some riveting podcasting. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, Atlas has, so check this out. Atlas yeah. picked up a failed Kickstarter. Uh, the RPG Citizens of Earth. They didn't succeed, so Atlas picked them up, and they're going to publish them now. Yay. So there's an interesting idea. Go on to Kickstarter and fail, and then uh, maybe a studio will pick you up. 
or a publisher will pick you up. No? Good use of Kickstarter, bad use of Kickstarter, doesn't matter. Kickstarter, uh, at this point, Kickstarter is so many things in so many different contexts. That you, I don't think you can make a declaration about anything anymore. Yeah, fair enough. I, I mean, just, just no easy answers when Oculus is getting bought and they're taking VC money. When someone like a Republic needed that would needed that money so they can get more VC money, or when someone with a with a sketchy track record gets eight million dollars on a promise. Yeah, I, I don't know. Who knows anymore? Okay. You yeah, yeah I really don't know what's going on anymore because Nintendo released a direct and showed off a game that I'm still not certain isn't just a dating simulator. It's called Tomodachi Life. And I don't know why I'm covering this, but it's insane. Did you watch this direct? It's like Animal Crossing, but with your Mies. And then they sing, and apparently I'll try to date Samus Aran. Is this the first time you've heard of this game? I, I don't know. Yeah. Pretty he, much. He, he tuned me out when I was talking about it, like, last year, because... Um, one of the girls that I know, Aria Blark, does a lot of streaming of Tomodachi Life. Yeah, like this is a game that we thought like a year, like two years ago when it was announced, that would never make its way to the United States. Well, and we're well, not because even of getting the, the first one, right? we're getting the second one. Yeah. Well, because the, the vocalization, the text-to-speech is really easy to do in Japanese, and apparently super hard to do in, in, um, in English, except there's a lot of text-to-speech software out there, so I don't know what that why that is i don't know maybe the tech has gotten better and cheaper i think it's because they want them to sing too that's all i could come up with and yeah apparently you just watch you don't actually interact it's like it's like the sims for the most part but you interact with the sims and you lock them in bathrooms and tell them to you interact with these guys too in that you give them food sometimes okay and maybe you give them a new hat all right and then kind of watch them do crazy things. Pretty much. All right. Go watch that Nintendo Direct. It is something that you will remember. Even if you don't, you don't even need to get the game. You just watch that and you, you've had the experience of Tomodachi Life probably. That's funny. That one Nintendo Direct has been better than like their last four E3 press conferences. That's fantastic. <laughs> more uh, interesting too. See. It's like a game that I normally wouldn't care about, but it was because it was interesting. I cared more. <laughs> Here's... um. I like this story. Dragon Age Inquisition, the story is that they will not have additional party members as post-launch DLC. <laughs> That's the world we live in now. Yeah. Like, have you ever gone to, like, it's funny, if you go to, like, the more popular, like, uh, gamers, kind of uh, Android and iOS games, yeah. you know, made by made by actual game developers for people who actually play games, they have to say, the, no, in-app purchases, this is a one-time fee. We promise we're not going to try to sell you any crap later. <laughs> So, speaking of crap being sold to us later, Magic 2015 will be coming out this summer. Oh, I don't. The know king of crap. selling you crap later. <laughs> uh, let's see. What do they announce that's new for this? Uh, Android. Oh, iOS, Cavalier Kindle. has a. Yeah, Cavalier has a good point. Oh, I'm sorry. What about pre-launch DLC? <laughs> that was the problem. No one ever complained about Dragon Age for selling you characters later. The problem was that they locked a character like Shale as a pre-order bonus. Well, you can get him now. You can get Shale with like all the collector's edition versions. But at the time, later. though. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Uh, and Mass Effect did the same thing. They, uh, there was that one character who added so much flavor to the entire Mass Effect 3 world, right? You have to buy the collector's edition to get them? The Prothean? I, I'm just reading this. Um, Inquisition will include nine party members. Three more are on the way. Um, 
Characters can't randomly be added due to the size and scope of the game. Their data would have to already be on discs, something players have spoken out against in the past. But you're right, nothing about that has... He simply says there will be no DLC party members. But what does he mean by three more on the way? They're that still they developing it? Yeah, they haven't revealed them yet. That's all. Okay. So they'll be 12. They, they revealed be, the first nine? Yeah. Huh. Cassandra, Iron Bull, Sarah, Solus, Varric, and Vivienne. And, okay, that's six. So, yeah, I'm sorry. It's nine, nine in total. Sorry, it's nine total, six revealed, three to come. Okay, that's a joke. Yeah, I was wrong. I'm, I read poorly. So, I guess this is not... I, it sounds like we're reading too much into it by saying, oh, you're going to release it pre-launch. It sounds like they're just not going to have DLC characters. Okay. <laughs> Which, you know, and with it being pre-launch, you know about that when you get into it, right? So, yeah. if they start doing that crap again, just don't buy the game. I did not buy Mass Effect 3. I still have it. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right. So Magic 2015, Android, iOS, Kindle, Windows PC, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. Interesting. No PS3, PS4 announcements. Um, at launch. Uh, Garrick Wildspeaker is going to be hunting the player as his prey. Um, he's a very tall person. Uh, updated deck builder, ability to build customized card decks along with additional premium mm. booster packs. Mm. Um, no <sighs> clarification and if you need to buy a slot for each of those custom decks and stuff. Uh, I think Hearthstone's going to change the way this game has to compete, honestly. So, But I don't know. Maybe not. Eh. All right. Cappy! So, below the Dungeon Crawler game, anyone remember that? It's a roguelike-like. Yep. Not a roguelike. It's, it's a roguelike-like. Uh, I've heard it compared to uh, Dark Souls and a little bit like Legend of Zelda and Sword and Sorcery. It's the people also. who made Sword and Sorcery. Yeah, all of that mixed up, mashed up together into like this little pot. So, that could be really good. Um, they yeah, announced been- that it's going to come to other platforms. Um, it's a timed exclusive. So, we finally have that confirmed. Or at least... Oh, wait. It was confirmed last August. I'm sorry. But what's new then? We, no, oh, what other platforms did they say? PC. They they confirmed it's coming to Steam. All right. Mac so, Linux too. Uh doesn't say. Just says Steam. All right. Uh yeah, I don't know about the re- uh, you would assume with these developers it would come to everything eventually. Yeah. But it sounds like they have to be they have a weird agreement and need to kind of tiptoe where it's all well, coming to. You know, you know, with this, with these things, PCs and tablets are like sort of neutral territory. They only care about being exclusive to their console or the other one. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's cool. I mean, a lot of the people have been saying like Below has been their game of the show. Oh, really? Uh, well, I think I, lots of people at IGN it. were saying that. I'm trying to watch this video. It's not working. All right. It looks really good. Um, okay, I'm actually kind of more... Below looks cool. I can't wait to actually play it. But I'm actually more interested to find out more about this next story. Costume Quest will become a graphic novel in October. Yeah. So, uh, Zach Gorman, who is the guy who... I don't know what he does. But uh, he will be turning it into a graphic novel. Anyone know who Zach Gorman is? No? Okay. <laughs> Apparently he already made a Costume Quest comic at some point, too. I didn't even know about that. So the new graphic combo will be called Costume Quest Invasion of the Candy Snatchers, and it will tell the story of Clem, a member of the Grubbins clan, first introduced in the first game. Ah. 
it'll be an oversized hardcover title from Oni Press, and I look forward to hopefully a digital version that will save me money. Speaking of comic books, did you hear that Amazon bought Comixology, like the premier digital comic book? I'm company? scared about that. I'm thrilled about that. Why? Because Amazon bought bought Audible, and Audible has been never, it's never been better. Okay. Well, I'm I'm hoping that it means that you know there will be no more like Kindle exclusive comic comic releases. Is what I'm hoping for. What I'm hoping for, like, well, if you look at what Amazon did with Audible, is now they have WhisperSync, where if you bought the Kindle version of a book, they'll give you like a discount on not like if you bought an Audible version or the Kindle version, they'll give you a discount on the other version, and then you, they can sync together so you can listen and then read at the same time, or you can listen and pick up and read later. So, and like for example, I picked like if you buy just. Well, not off the top of my head. If you bought like Diablo three, the novel or something, I know you never would, Chris. But it, say oh, you already bought the so Kindle version, bad. but you wanted to hear the narration, you can pick up the narration for three ninety nine. Yeah. So, uh, how I, will this apply to comics, though? Um, I would love to see maybe just like a better integration to their system, uh, more deals, better deals. Um, maybe if you already own comics, they get transferred to the Comicsology versions with a better panel view. Maybe deals where they say, "Oh, you like." I, I just can imagine doing these bundle deals, like, "Oh, you own this. You own this book. We'll give you a discount on this one." That mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Okay. Oh, for example, like just like the other day, I bought a uh, uh, Audible Daily Deal, which they never used to do before. Amazon bought them, and I got like the dramatized version of Star Wars that NPR did back in like 1981, starring like mm-hmm. Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. And uh, wait, and- Audible does daily deals. Yeah, the Star Wars one was great. I tweeted like five times about it. Oh, I missed it. It's like a five-hour dramatized version, and it's like they got Luke Skywalker in there. They got C-3PO original actor, and it's like well-acted, and it's fantastic. Picked it up for like $3. Hmm, okay. Um. So that's cool. Mike, my, my Audible card account is currently on um what suspension <laughs> oh that's right did you do the transition over if you, you need to log in oh all right cool say what because if you haven't logged in since bef- since before the amazon purchase of course i did all right I, i've logged in plenty of times lately i just put my membership on hold mm. What's Daily Deal today, out of curiosity? Um, let's see. Uh, audible.com. Uh, daily Deal, Daily Deal, Daily Deal, Daily Deal. I have to find it. Um, it's usually on the front page. Oh, today's Daily Deal for $2. The Five Elements of Effective Thinking. That's, that looks really boring. <laughs> Element one. Stop and consider things. <laughs> Whisper Sync for Voice Ready. Sign there up you for go. daily See. deal emails. How about I do that? Yeah. Oh, I should sign up for that too. Yeah. Done. All right. So, yeah, because I need to spend more money on crap. Um, Star Trek Online. Speaking of spending money on crap. Man, I've done two crap-related transitions today. Mm. Let's see. So, Star Trek Online is uh, still existing. And it's getting a new season of content on April 22nd. So, yay. Season 9, A New Accord. And... Nobody cares. All right. No, I care. Tell me about it. Oh, uh, it includes new space and ground events, a new space battle zone, and refinements to the gameplay system. 
and you get bonus experience right now to get caught up on the previous seasons. So go log into the free to play Star Trek Online and get caught up for season nine. I I tried, Manny. I tried. All right. I'm sorry. You tried real hard there. Yeah. Because I'm more excited that Hearthstone is getting the single player Curse of Naxxramas adventure mode. I'm kind of excited about yeah. that. Finally, some quest type stuff. So Curse of Naxxramas will be released in five parts. Um, the first wing is free to play. The other four you have to pay to enter, just like the arena. You can pay with in-game currency, or of course you can spend it real money. And uh, yeah, you're going to get exclusive cards. Uh, all those cards will be immediately unlocked to show up in arena mode. Um, if you play the game, you understand what that means. Uh, if you don't, I'm sorry. And yeah, you're going to play against the computer, essentially. Right? So you uh, using your deck of choice. You'll face off against a score of undead bosses across the five wings. And uh, yeah, at the end of each wing's challenge, you can obtain a new legendary card. So get good at playing the game and uh, you can get cards and stuff. So there you go. Um, that's all I got. Uh, Hearthstone, that's cool. We don't know when it's coming out yet. They just said it's coming. They didn't say when. Uh, World of Darkness. All right, the people make EVE Online, CCP. They're out of Iceland, right? World of Darkness was their second MMO that they were working on. It was based on White Wolf's Vampire the Masquerade universe. Oh my gosh, I barely remember this game. Well, too bad. It's canceled. I thought it was canceled like five years ago. Uh, they're laying off 56 employees. It oh. is canceled, 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 canceled. Um, obviously, it wasn't going anywhere. Wasn't this announced in like 2008? Like I was LARPing when this 2006. was 2006. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. While Shaman points out something even more surprising, Star Trek Online has officially gotten more seasons than any version of the show. <laughs> Since it's at season nine, but except the seasons are much shorter. All right. Oh, sorry, World of Darkness. Were you looking forward to that, Alex? No, nobody. Oh, I have forgotten it existed. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, I had too. I like I said, I thought it had been canceled a long time ago. All right. Okay. Speaking of MMOs, do you guys know there's a Warhammer 40k MMO coming? No. Yes. Seriously. Yes. No. It's no, apparently been I'm announced for a while. Surprised. Yeah, um, they've just oh, announced... Oh, I've known about this for a while. I, they... I, I, it was a big trouble with Ubisoft because they... Not Ubisoft, uh, THQ, because weren't they funding I don't know. development of the MMO too? They uh, they announced it last year, and they just announced um, the pre-order packs. So is this a free-to-play game then? Okay, uh, must be. Well, let's let's take a look at what you get. Right, um... Really? After Warhammer? Do you really think that they would Well, this is a different game, game, like completely different game. Different yeah, time. I know, but... It's over a year away, so I don't think they've announced it yet. It's coming out uh, PS4, Xbox One, and Windows in late 2015, so it's a console MMO. Um, let's see. So, let's see. In, within the next few months, you'll be able to buy a Founders Pack. So, this is one of those um, pseudo-kickstart-the-game sort of things. So, if you buy a Founders Pack, you get to access the full game at launch and all four races. Well, gosh, I hope you can play all four races anyway. Um, <laughs> you get unique Founders-only squad emblems for your characters. Uh, 
and background related titles, biographies, and cosmetics. Who cares? Weapon skins, unique cosmetics for each race, armor skins, unique cosmetics for each race, uh, spaceship decorations, unique cosmetics to dress up your squad or strike force cruisers interior the way you want. So is this trying to appeal to the people who make miniatures who play these games? All right. Miscellaneous. Unique execution animations and pets, both utility and non-combat. Vehicles will have unique founders-only vehicles. They'll have extra ammunition, grenades, and other convenience items for consumables. And uh, unique equipment pieces as accessories. What does this mean? They don't say how much it costs. They just say eventually you'll be able to do this. Okay. Great. Can we skip this and get to the pre-order? No, we can't. Um, yeah, there you go. That's uh, apparently all we got. So, End of 2015, look for more stuff from another MMO because that's what we wanted, right? Uh, Stop being so cynical and jaded, Chris. Uh, sorry. Uh, Starbound Studio is helping to bring forth a Metroid slash Castlevania RPG. Hearthforth. Heartforth, excuse me. Um, what? Let me let me try this again. The title of the game is Heart Forth Alicia. H E A R T F O R T H, comma Alicia. Okay. Uh it's being published by the Starbound developer Chucklefish and that's all I know it's a it's a Metroid style game. They hit uh a Kickstarter goal this week and or they're trying to get a hitch kid a Kickstarter goal and I don't know it's a 90 style RPG apparently. So yeah, it's a Kickstarter they, they've game. They've hit the goal. Oh good. They've got 26 days to go. Are you still, following so. this one? You interested in it? Uh, no, not really. I was just found hey, the links. I don't know. It's a cool looking Metroid yeah. style game, so it might be good. Yeah, but it's just not my style. The game, title's so. terrible. But <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Guild Wars is having nine year anniversary festivities if you still play the first Guild Wars. Um, anything Guild Wars 2? No. Okay. Um, let's see. Oh, Class of Heroes 2G. It's coming on PSN in spring. Nobody cares. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so this was uh, this was the PSP game that came out already. Uh, it's going to hit uh, PS3 now. So, yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Well, check this. This is really confusing now. I'm sorry. This is... What is going on here? This localized version will include dual screen support with both the PS3 and PlayStation Vita. Either can be used to play the game, while the second screen will display the in-game map. Uh, yeah, uh, it's PS3, but you can use the Vita as the sort of second screen. Or you can play on the Vita and use the your TV as the map. Uh, I don't think it works that way. Yeah, it's I what it think... says. It's what it says. I know that's what it says, but I don't think it works that way. Okay. No download or app is required on the PSP or Vita. So apparently you can use your PSP as well as the map. Yeah, I think that's supposed to say tools in support with both PlayStation Portable and PlayStation Vita. Mm. <laughs> well, that looks cool. I hope. Um, oh. Is it is this game in the good? Is 2G any good? Did it review better? It's Class of Heroes. It's a wizardry ripoff. Right, but like the the first one had issues, and the whole thing was that the second one's supposed to be a lot better. Yeah, and the third one the is third like much better. much better. Yeah. But doesn't matter. Okay, thirty five dollars is too high. I would totally think about picking this up. I, I, no, I'm sorry. I would pick this up, but not for thirty five. Um, especially because I want to play with, with that map mode just to see how crazy that is. 
Um, as well as... Oh, well. I guess I'm not going to do that. 35 is really high. I look forward to when it is free on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm supposed to say, right? Man, it's weird how people have started to get spoiled with PlayStation Plus. Like when... um. Given given who's behind this game, I don't think it will ever be free on PlayStation Plus. But no, but like, uh, what's it called? Uh, Supergiant Games Transistor got at a release date, right, of May 20th mm, for okay. $20. Yeah. And people in the comments of the, of the, of the announcement were like, so wait, this isn't PlayStation Plus free first day? Why not? <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah. What is it, on PS4 first or something? Yeah. Oh, so. okay. Why is this uh, PSN gold? I don't because get they would like to make money. <laughs> they make money. The, not as much, I no, bet. No, that's true. Yeah. Um, that, because people are actually going to buy Transistor is what I think. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why. Uh, all right. So Class of Heroes 2G. Look forward to that in uh, spring. They don't say exactly when. This Wait, is another Chris. one of those versions of games that I wouldn't have thought was possible given that their Kickstarter failed. Go ahead, Manny. I was going to say, you want me to give you a heads up. Uh, you can download. Oh, it might be too late. Never mind. Oh. I was going to say, you could get Hitman uh, Absolution for with as your Xbox Live game with gold for free. Um, well, I already have that on like a bunch of other platforms. But I did miss that. Um, right now, it's a different game. Um, game with gold is something else right now. Shoot. I just did, I went to the site the other day. It's funny that you bring this up. Let's check. This is RP Gamer service to you. Let's check on the Xbox One Live Game with Golds. Da, 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 game with Gold. Game with Gold. Why is it so hard to find on the website? Game with Gold. Because they want you to be on your Xbox, I presume. A game called Deadlight. I remember that one. That's like the zombie game. Um, that doesn't really narrow it down, does it? It's a 2D side-scroller where you're running away from zombies. Yeah, serial I, killers. Okay. I did. I tagged it to my account, but I don't think I'll ever play it. So, Alex, tell us about Agrest on PC. Agrest yeah, is coming on PC. Let's leave it at that and move on. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I think it came out on Thursday. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. Okay. That's a game that I want to be good, but it just never seems to be good. It's good. This- the Act battle system is, is, is inspired by, like, Valkyria Profile, so... battle system is awful. Yeah, well, they didn't do a good Act, job Act of it. Aquest 2 is all right because it flew away the battle system and made something completely different. Mm. <laughs> right. Well, then. <laughs> what is this one? Always Sometimes Monsters is coming out in May. This is a game from Vagabond Dogs. Uh, it's ten bucks, and you can pre-order for ten percent off. It is a, according to our article, it's an unconventional story-driven RPG that asks players to make decisions carefully, or they might regret it. Uh, you can customize your gender, sexual orientation, race, and other attributes while crafting your protagonist. And we've got a big impression of it up from Zach Wellhouse, and um, I don't know anything else about this. So it looks like a CYOC game, or CYOA. Cover your What's own, the name of this again? Choose your own adventure. Choose your own choices. Always, sometimes monsters. Always, sometimes monsters. Well, I see, keep seeing the scene of somebody shooting someone in a pool. I, I don't know what's going on. This is an RPG? I suggest reading the impression. Yeah, okay. 
I oh. didn't get a chance. No, I'm not going to read it right now. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll read it right now. At some point later. <laughs> all right. Do always sometimes later. I will read the sometimes impression always. All right. Persona 4 has hit PlayStation 2 Classic status. It's going to be on PlayStation Network. Uh, so you can play it on your PS3? Yeah. yeah. That would have to be. Uh, yeah. It's already out. Uh, it's $9.99. That's a great price. Um, that said, I think you should go play it on the P- on the Vita. Okay, this story says it got an HD upgrade on the Vita, but that's not true because the Vita is not an HD system. But okay. Uh, yeah, it, uh, Persona 4 Golden is the better version, but for 10 bucks, if you're trying to be cheap, uh, get the PS3 version. That's awesome. It's a great game either way. Enjoy mm-hmm. that. What? I said, uh-huh. Says the lady who hasn't finished Persona 4 Golden still. So I can delete it off my card and save some room. Sorry. Can you get around to that, please? Craglorn is the Elder Scrolls Online's first adventure zone. Um, yeah. So there you go. They got an adventure zone coming. I don't know what that means. The new storyline, four-player quests, and other stuff. There's a video. You can watch it on the site. Is anyone playing the Elder Scrolls Online? No. The answer is no. No. I was no. interested in trying it out, but... Mm. But $60 plus $15 a month. Yeah. But don't you get like two months free or something? I don't remember. Okay. Earthlock Festival of Magic is on Kickstarter again, this time featuring non-holiday timing, a stronger pitch, and improved reward wheels, according I to our very own Becky. I think they've reward made tiers. their Excuse me. goal. Did they make their goal already? Let's yeah, see. they did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. They did. And zero seconds ago, it's over with. Never mind. So, sorry. Um covering stories from two weeks ago that happens sometimes <laughs> borderlands 2 has a date for when it comes out on the vita may 6th um and it's coming in that bundle with the thinner uh vita as well uh, the, the one with the crappier one? screen the one with the worst I, screen yeah i do like the new vita <gasps> why uh, it's it's nice to hold okay and I didn't actually notice much difference in the screen. Yeah, put it side by side, you'll see it. But well, you're right. Yeah, if you don't, don't if you don't notice it unless it's side by side, it's probably not a big deal. It's one of those things where, like, if you use like the old iPad Mini or the iPad Two, and you just use that, you'll never know what the big deal is until you go and use, you know, the Retina well, models. But Alex, you already have the older one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he's used one. the older one, Manny. You're the one who's telling me the difference was gigantic. Oh, now it's my fault. Okay. Yeah, you're the one who sent me pictures. I remember we're doing a we're doing I did. podcast. I did, and I man, I'm surprised that people are okay with it because I just bo- broke out my Vita the other day, and mm-hmm. this is after like a year of not really touching it. Not a year, months and months of not touching it month much, and I have like the new iPad and all this other stuff. And I look at my Vita, I'm like, man, this screen is beautiful. It's like, yeah, but it's you, so noticeable. You think I'm crazy for playing DS games on my 3DS. Yeah, because I noticed the difference. I don't. It, it, Here, I'll read you. I have, I have, I looked it up right now. Okay, okay. the Vita, right. the original one is an OLED 220 uh, DPI at 960 by 544. That's the Vita. And yeah. the 3DS is... Which, by the way, is not HD. Uh, the other one, the 3DS, I guess the smaller one, right? 3.5 inch screen, uh, 118 DPI at 800 by 240. 
that's the top screen. <laughs> of course, the smaller screen is much different. Yeah, the uh, the 3DS screens are very low. Yeah. Oh, all right. I want to look at some comparison pictures. You got me curious now. Mm. Yeah, well, I've just compared my Vitas together, and I still can't tell much difference. Ah. <laughs> there you go, Chris. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, that wasn't sort of playing games, so it might be different sort of in-game. So. No, it, it should be like the color richness and stuff. So Okay. No, if I, don't I mean, see boot it, up but... a game if you got it and see, but I, I think you should just I, be able to well, I, don't, I like the same game because one's my American Vita and one's my European Vita now. Get a free-to-play. Like uh, that Destiny of Spirits thing or something. Yeah, just... I don't know. These screenshots I'm looking at now. Uh, what, man? These screenshots I'm looking at, the, the, the OLED definitely seems... Brighter and a richer color get color gamut. Yeah, yeah. I think it's de- the the OLED one's definitely brighter, but it doesn't sort of it doesn't matter. Come up, it doesn't sort of come up in my sort of usual play. All right. Yeah, like honestly, though, it, like it's true. Unless you're the kind of person who really cares that it's brighter and the colors are that much ri- are a little richer, you probably won't. You probably won't care. Uh, speaking of games people don't care about, the older public is getting a new update called Game Update 2.7 Invasion. It's going to inc- add a new story arc that includes two new level 55 tactical flashpoints and two major characters. Uh, it has a new Warzone nightmare mode for Dead Fortress, a new galactic starfighter domination map, and it's the end of PvP Season 1. And uh, That was yeah. a long season. Yeah. I don't know when it started. I don't think they added it till recently, Anna. Oh, they didn't? No, okay, this bad. is not like... I mean, remember, PvP used to be hutball. No, no, no. I know, I know, I know. But I thought that the PvP season started in like right. mid-2013. We already touched on Transistor coming out for 20 bucks. Oh, Sony announced three RPGs. Soul Sacrifice Delta, eh. Freedom Wars, Yay. and Orishike, or Orishika Tainted Bloodlines. Yay, question mark. <laughs> They're all going to be released in North America and Europe later this year. Um, only Soul Sacrifice Delta has a release date. That'll be North America on May 13th, Europe on May 14th. That's Soul Sacrifice, which people generally seem to kind of like. And um, it uh, has new stuff in it. So it's like Yay. an ultimate version or something. So, yeah. Um, What's the name of the last game? Ori what? Orashika. Orashika. Tainted Bloodlines. It's the localized name for Ora no Shikabane. Yes, it is easier to say the Japanese version of that name. Uh, Wokoate Yuke. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but I th- Ora Shika means over my dead body. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was spelling it wrong because you... I'm sorry. I, I thought the I terrible... was E. Or Shika. Let me, let me totally... No, 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 no. It. Remember, uh, in Japanese, the I's are E's and the E's are E. Eh. Ora shika, but that's not. Yeah, I don't know. Ora no shikabane. Um. So let's see. That's better. Good yeah. job. I, I don't know. It's. I, <laughs> I, I'm. I, I'm just trying to get over the fact that the Japanese version is easier to say. So we got an impression from Michael Baker up from last TGS. And you can read more about Ora shika. Well, that was a while ago. And uh, oh yeah, so Freedom Wars. Been out in Japan wait, 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 wait. Soul Sacrifice is kind of a Monster Hunter style game, right? Well, so is Freedom yeah. Wars. Why are you excited about Freedom Wars and not Soul Sacrifice, Alex? Uh, because Sting is involved. No, is it Sting? Sting? No, no not no, not Sting. I'm trying to remember Idea it was. Factory? Uh, no. Soul Sacrifice is Marvelous AQL. Shift. Yeah, Shift Shift is involved in this, and they did Godseed to Burst. Oh. And I like Godseed to Burst. 
Oh, do I have a copy of that? I should get a copy of that and try that. What's on his back? Is that a keyboard? <laughs> I'm free to look at screenshots right Let's now. Uh, to the far future, you've been convicted for the crime of living. What? Oh, one of these stupid yeah, it, stories. It's got, it's got the old premise, which was sort of everyone trying to figure out what on earth was going on in the original Japanese trailer. <laughs> you, your sentence is one million years. Volunteer to serve to earn your freedom. I don't, what? Your crime is being alive? What? I don't, hey, I don't. don't worry, man. He's wearing a snappy suit, a nice tie, and some headphones. This looks awful. So you know he's ready Why for Why are you future. excited about this, Alex? Because he has different tastes than us. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder which one <laughs> Al- Michael Apps would prefer. I want to be excited when it comes out, of course. Is Kawazu involved in any of these? That's the bigger <laughs> question. I, I don't believe so, fortunately. <laughs> Remember, Chris, that time we met Kawazu? We're like, uh, we need questions for Crystal Bears now, and neither oh, of us played it yet. That- that was awkward. That was torturous. That was bad. It's like, <laughs> it was not an interesting interview. Uh, <laughs> I wish we would have recorded that one. That was, Wasn't that oh, the that one was Parrish was in? It was like, I'm in the wrong interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mike, Parrish from, uh, I think, One Up was still in. He showed yeah. up and he started asking questions and then he realized, wait a minute, this isn't Final Fantasy 13. I was wondering why Kawazu was in here and then he got up and left. Oh, that's got a piece. <laughs> well, because he has, he's, uh, has an appointment for a different yes, person, yes, so he's yes. got to go. I mean, he has to leave. But yeah, I wish we would have recorded that one. <laughs> that would have been so good to put up right now. It's just a classic. It was a classic of me looking at Chris going. Not only that, though, that was the first interview I ever did for RP Gamer. I was leaning <laughs> on you because, like, I don't know nothing. About. I, like literally it was our first day at E3 I just met you guys for the first yeah. time in person and then it was like okay here you go Emmanuel walk in here and go interview these Japanese people I'm like what I mean they kind of did that to me too like um, my first E3 I got thrown into the Square Enix interview with this guy called Ishii okay. what, was it, what was the game do you remember um, I want to say it was a mana game Dawn of Mana? No. The PS2 um, one? The the It wasn't <laughs> the, Legend the DS one? <laughs> Maybe. Well, I mean it's either the DS one, the PS2 one, or the PS1 one. Those are your options. Yeah, I I don't it's been a decade. I okay. Don't well. But I didn't know who this guy was, but he liked my tattoo. Oh good. <laughs> that means it was PS2 era then. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, because that would have been E3 2006. Because Kingdom Hearts wasn't out at PS1 era. So. Nope. Hmm. So, my bad. Wrong E3. But yeah, they threw me into this interview. I had I had no idea who the guy was. That, yeah, so that was the physics-based um, mana one. And you, you did do that because you were um, trying to explain it to that us. That was, yeah, and the E3 after that was the one I ran into this guy and I'm looking at him and he's really familiar and I was like, I feel like I should know you. Did you go to PAX last year? And he gives me this really like weirded out look and goes, no. I said, oh, okay. And I came back to the hotel and I was like, hey guys, do you know the name John Romero? <laughs> the guy who met the Doom with John Carmack? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think yeah, I like how he doesn't familiar. explain. I'm su- I'm surprised he doesn't explain who he is. That that, <laughs> it, that must have been so fun for him. Like no, all right. Are you sure I don't know you from somewhere? I... No, probably not. Do you know Jim? Do you know Jim? No Jim, little Jim. No, you don't know little Jim. All right. 
Might and Magic 10 Legacy has DLC available. It's called The Falcon and the Unicorn. It's purchasable for $5.49, <laughs> or it's free if you have the deluxe edition of the game. Uh, takes a place after the events of the game. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the Dungeon Crawling Might and Magic one. So you can uh, read Glenn Wilson's review and decide if you want more DLC for that game. Uh, I didn't buy it. I haven't tried it, so I have no idea. Let's see. Did Glenn like that? Three and a half out of five. He did kind of like it. And wow. whoa, somebody just dropped their microphone. He's just shocked that Glenn liked the game. <laughs> Three and a half out of five. You mean, that's like usually Adrian's score, so I'm surprised. Uh, let's see. Dragonfin Soup has a trailer up you can go check out. What's Dragonfin Soup, you ask? It's an upcoming indie RPG. Uh, and of course, they were uh, kickstarted. Because that's what you do with indie RPGs now. And finally, my favorite story of the week. We are starting the RP Gamer Battle System Battle Royale. Battle Royale. All right. Now, starting on Monday, we are going to have Battle System facing off against each other. So this is like a game facts sort of thing where you vote in the poll and which battle system you like better. And we'll see which battle system wins. So We're also going to have um, a... The- Every game has at least one staff member that's backing it. And so you can go to the forums and there's a new Battle Royale um, forum for all this stuff. And so they basically have two days to convince you why you should vote for that game. Oh, okay. So don't just jump in and vote right away. Yeah, write a really good voting bot first. Hey. No, so go to the forums for this thing when you see it launch on Monday and like just go hog wild on reading it up and arguing with everybody because 97 reactions, a lot of, a lot of feedback on this thread so far. Mm-hmm. People excited mm-hmm. and so am I. Um, this is going to be cool. So yeah, and I mean, if you want to jump in and take your bets on who's going to win any particular round, feel free. Oh, we need to like hook this up to salty bets somehow. What? No. Goodness. What? You don't even know what salty bet is. I've heard you discuss it before. It's the fighting system game that you just that yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, wow, does this thing actually happen? Still. Mm. All right. Uh, whatever. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. 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 Um, okay, that's all I got, guys. Oh wait, there's what one more. You? There's one more. Anna, okay. tell us about the League of Legends College. <laughs> So there's a new college that opened up in China, and it's teaching you how to play professional League of Legends. And that's really the whole story. Well, that's not as interesting then. Yeah. I mean, it's set up in like a huge college district. Um, They started taking... um, They started doing tours for um, the press and for potential students. Um, April 7th, I think, was their first... Um, day you could come and look at stuff. So, yeah. We'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Salty bet. Oh, sorry. I'm still looking at that. Uh, okay. Anna, what's what's next? What's next on our outline that you um, made? Wait, you guys missed like two little news stories. Oh, okay. what are they? Well, uh, there's a big feature on RP Gamer right now called uh, Fictional Roleplaying. See this? No. No. Oh, yeah. 
right. Well, someone explain it because I'm doing something else. <laughs> Can't you explain <laughs> it? <laughs> I just said I was doing something else. Yeah. Okay. I can attempt to explain it. All right, Alex, go for it. Oh, it's basically uh, Sam Marcello has been sort of going through some of her. Uh, she, oh, she's a sort of librarian in training, so she's got right. a big, big fan of books, and she, and she sort of she's gone and found some books that sort of combine gaming use gaming sort of as a main theme inside them so there's a lot of, she's got a lot of write-ups of books she likes oh we got we got books theme. we got ready player one the one that everyone talks about that hits you over the head with 80s references um we've got mog world by yahtzee we've got a cory doctorow book two of them i'm surprised no brandon yep. patterson or what brandon whatever that sanderson likes. sanderson yeah all right, so well, are these good books? Do you agree with her? Uh, I've only read one of them. Which one? Mogwell. Is it any that good? Was good? That was a good book. Okay, good. Hey, check them out at your local library. See for yourself. If it, I think it's a nice feature. We don't do this kind of... It's, this is the kind of stuff that you I wouldn't you find. I thought you were going to do this, sites. Manny. What? All right, I thought you were going to give us book recommendations on the podcast. I, I haven't read any of these books. Oh. And like I said, this is very different from the kind of stuff that Elements normally does. None of these are tie-in novels or anything of the sort. You know, these are books for people who read books that happen to involve some kind of role-playing game element. Okay. But still, like I said, it's an interesting feature. Most other game sites don't do this kind of stuff. It's very unique to RP Gamer, and I think, check it out. It's interesting. What's the other news story? Uh, there's a gigantic PSN sale going on this Yes, weekend. I meant to say this. Thank you, Manny. The um, What is it? Uh, there's a flash sale this weekend on PSN. Um, I bought five things on it already. There's a bunch of things that are 99 cents right now, including like uh, when Vikings attack and... Um, oh, shoot. I don't remember the other stuff. A bunch of stuff that, that was PS Plus, so if you missed it, this is a good way of getting it um, free. Uh uh, what else we got? I'm sorry. I don't know them all off the top of my head. This is where Manny should help me. Uh, I was going to get... It was maybe like one or two games I was interested in. So I'm, but... I'm getting it up right now. Uh, Braid, Plants vs. Zombies, Gotham City and Posters. A bunch of PS1 games. Retro City Rampage, Spyro on PS1. Okay. Acrochrome 2. That's the one I picked up. Tokyo Jungle for PS3. Definitely worth picking up for um, a dollar. Super Stardust HD. Yeah, it is. No, no, no. It's not. You have to sp- if you're going to go there to PSN and think you're going to spend only a dollar on one of these games, you can't. Why? You have to spend a minimum of five dollars to fill the wallet. Oh, okay, sure. No, that's not a. Th- you say that like it's a nothing. Well, I bought five that- games, so I have five cents in my wallet. I only Hold wanted on. one game, but for me, the idea is like, oh, that's no, thank you. Okay, I was done. Well, I mean, I'm going to buy other stuff on PSN in the future, so it's not. I'm a big not. Deal. Okay. <laughs> so. Um, Everyday Shooter, Blast Factor, um, basically Tokyo Jungle looks like the big one out of this. Um, Echo Chrome 2, (laughs) the full Telltale Games Jurassic Park game. Don't get that one. (laughs) The Red Faction games on PS2. I wanted Red Faction and PS1 Classic. I'm sad I missed out on that game. Um, Oh, Tales of Monkey Island. The entire Tales Hell, Tales of Monkey Island for a buck. Sam and Max, The Devil's Playhouse for a dollar. Also good. Both those are good. So you get those. And um, yeah. So a bunch of games. Cheap. See if you like any of them. Um, it's a dollar or I guess $5 if you look at it as what you Min- have to put in your wallet. Oh, it's a minimum purchase of $5. Well, 
unless you already have stuff in your wallet or you're going to buy other things as well, it's it's not exactly minimum purchase five dollars. But all right, it totally is though. <sighs> no, it's minimum addition to your wallet of five dollars, which is different. No, but they're still taking money out of your card, out of your credit card, unless you already pocket. have it in there. That's my point. You may already have it in there, or maybe other things you're combining this with that mitigate that completely. Um, okay, we got Landcars' PS3 and Vita RPG. I don't know what Landcars is, but it's uh, this is apparently a Japanese release on August 7th. It's called Lost Dimension, and it's published by the Unchained, ooh, the Unchained Blades publisher, Furyu. Um, and I don't know what that means. So somebody in the chat room wanted us to cover this. Um, I don't know what there is to say about it. So it's an RPG inspired by SMT4. It is, you have 13 days to save the world. And that's all I really know about Lost Dimension. Japanese only at this point, but uh, it has a date now. And it's PS3 and Vita. Okay, cool. Um, uh, oh, Anna, do you want to tell us what other podcast you were on? Yeah. Yeah, so I got to make a cool special guest visit to the Nintendo Free Radio, um, which is a podcast um, done It's by... a podcast that's still going on. I still don't think it's ended yet. It's that <laughs> long. Yeah, they're very, very long shows. So Seraphim Kitten will be very happy because this will take up his entire drive. In fact, it'll probably take up a drive and a half. So... Yeah, Nintendo Free Radio started as a podcast made by the people on the Nintendo World Report forums. So it's not their official podcast, but it's still really fun. And um, Shaman, who lots of people know from the RP Gamer forums and from us talking about him on the podcast, is one of the guys there. So you can check it out. Um, easiest way to get there is bit.ly, so bit.ly, and then pause on NFR. And if that is confusing in any way, you can also do nintendofreeradio.podbean.com. Or you could go to Nintendo World Report and just look for their forum podcast, right? Um, you'd have to go to the forums to find it. Oh, but yes. No. Okay. So yeah, I had a ton of fun. It was fantastic. They have a different format than we do, so I got to discuss some things that I don't normally discuss on this sort of podcast. So it was great. It took us like four hours to record it. That was the best part. <laughs> so yeah, and thank you so much, Shaman, for having me on. I would love to be on again sometime. There you go. There you go. Uh, We've got some reviews to talk about, don't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Dark Souls 2 got a review. Five out of five. That's a lot of fives. That game's probably worth it. We have Import Retroview of Guardian's Crusade. I don't know what that is, but it was for the PlayStation 1. Also known as Night and Baby. Night and Baby? Yeah, it was Night and Baby in Japan. Night and Maybe. Okay, yeah. I can figure out remember which one was which. So why is it Guardian's Crusade then? Oh, um, it was localized? Later yeah. games in the series, I want to say, were localized, right? No, I think no. This one was localized. Okay, but the, he's playing the original version. Yes, because well, he's he's playing the Japanese version because well, he's in Japan. So. Okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> and uh, okay, you can read more about that. And we have a retro view of Fallout Two, uh, which only gets a four out of five, which is obviously a mistake. So, um, and 
should get like eight out of five. So let's see. Demon Gaze for Vita is coming out on April 22nd, and Conception 2 is already out, and Final Fantasy XIV, PS4. Those are your new releases. Um, I want to know what you're going to be playing this week, guys. Go, Anna. Um, I'm finally going to get back to streaming Final Fantasy X. Ooh. Ha, 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 ha. We're already past the bad Titus scene, aren't we? Oh, she doesn't want to reply. All right, man, are you going to be I've playing anything this week? That scene. Yeah, man, are you playing anything this week? No. Okay, Manny just disappeared. Did he fall off the show? Did we lose Manny? No. Okay, Alex, you going to be playing anything this week? Oh, well, I need to play Conception too because I'm supposed to be reviewing that. I'm sorry. And I also need to play Legend of Heroes, Moonlight Witch, or whatever one. What is the Namco releases? Oh, it's one of the Tits games? No, not Tits games. The ones before that. Ah, okay. You guys. The, ba- the bad ones. Ah, sorry. Legend of Heroes. Yeah. Uh, I will be... Oh, screw it. I'm going to be playing more Diablo 3. Let, let, me, <laughs> let me just be honest. Are you going to be... pretend to be playing anything else? Um, I, I will pretend to continue to work on um, Bravely Default. And um, Boot Hill Heroes, which I just downloaded. Yay! So, yeah. Uh, Noodle wants me to know... Noodle wants to know if we want to talk about the LARP movie. What is the LARP movie? Oh, it's something that she just backed on Kickstarter. I saw her tweet about it. Let's um do that next week. All right, we'll talk about that next week. All right. Um. Oh, with, Pig- with Peter Dinklage in it? Yeah. Kingdom Knights of Badassdom. Okay, is that actually what's going on? Or is this something else? Maybe there's something else. All right, well, whatever. Either way, it, if I find a LARP movie with Peter Dinklage out of this discussion, I think it's a win. <laughs> Complete win. All right, so that's it. Um, thanks, everybody. Oh, Shaman wants us to know he'll be playing the podcast editing Pokemon 10, or Pokemon X, rather, and Layton 6. Yay! Um, All good choices. All right. And uh, we got your question of the week. Should we refresh people on that? It would is you a... prefer an HD remake of a dead game or would you prefer a sequel? There you go. All right. Thanks, everybody. Catch us next week at rpgamer.com slash live. And uh, you can also catch us on the forums at board.rpgamer.com. Podcast.rpgamer.com is the email address. And, of course, 608-729-4098 is the phone number. We look forward to your voicemails. Keep them pithy. 30 seconds or less. We'll play them right here on the show. And we'll see you next time, folks. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. Bye, Manny. <laughs>